XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. The ragamuffin gunners returning home like a hungry runaway. He walks through town all alone. He must be from the fort, we hear his high school girls say. This countryside's burning with wolfmen fairies Dressed in drag for homicide They hit and run, plead sanctuary He's a holy stone they hide They're breaking beams and crosses With asbestics real imperfection Nuns run bald through Vatican halls pregnant Pleading immaculate conception And everybody's wrecked on Main Street From drinking that holy blood Sticker smile sweet as gunner breeze deep His ankles caked in mud And I said, hey gunner man, that's quicksand That's quicksand, that ain't mud have you thrown your sounds to the war? Did you lose them in the flood? That pure American brother Dull-eyed and empty-faced Races Sundays in Jersey In a Shelby stock Super 8 He rides her low in the hip on the side he's got bound for glory In red, white and blue flash paint He leans on the hood telling racing stories The kids call him Jimmy the Saint Well that blazing noise boy He's gunning that bitch Loaded a blast and point He rides head first into a hurricane And disappears Some blood where the body fell That is nothing left that you could sell Just chunk all across the horizon A real highwayman's farewell And I said, hey kid, you think that's oil? Man, that ain't oil, that's blood I wonder what he was thinking when he hit that storm Was he just lost in the flood? Eighth Avenue sailors in satin shirts Whisper in the air Some storefront incarnation of Maria She's putting on me to stare and Bronx's best apostle stands With his hand on his own hardware Everything stops, you hear five quick shots The cops come up for air And now the whiz-bang gang from uptown They're shooting up the street Well, that cat from the Bronx starts letting loose But he gets blown right off his feet Blasting around the corner But a cop whips him right away 
the street holding his legs, screaming something in Spanish. Still breathing when I walked away. And someone said, hey man, did you see that? His body hit the street with such a beautiful thud. I wonder what the two were saying. Or was it just lost in the flood? But hey man, did you see that? Forecast is your mess up. I wonder what they were getting them to. A world they all just lost in a flood. Well, uh, oh, stop it, tell me Buddies, it's Ron Fez show on a Monday. No, Thursday. Wow, the I th- honestly thought it was Monday. The thirstiest of the days, though. I thought we made a deal that oh, we were right, going to be doing never, that. Never again. Never again. You say never again, and then I'm going to hear it tomorrow is going to be I don't know, fucking the killer Friday or whatever you call them. It's not Tuesday. Friday. Well, it's Friday. Fun Friday. Okay. Just fun Friday. It can encompass any of the other days of the week. Straight. Fermented Friday. That's Big Fez Watley. Fucking in it. Make it a four-month run. Uh, yeah, he is in it today. He's all over it. And loving it. Loving an elevator. Aerosmith put it best. Why was an LCD sound system reunited for that concert last night? Could have done this. Would have been awesome. Makes it go away. I'd be glad to see him. Uh, here's Tom. Tom, you're on the run of show. Hey, Three things real quick on the concert last night. Okay. I thought that the best uh, celebrity appearance was the reuniting of the Sopranos cast, watching Tony and Janice sit there, hit each other in the arm like they were really brother and sister. Yeah, like they were little kids. That was great. Uh, the musical highlight was definitely McCartney fronting Nirvana. They rocked out so hard. It was just... Uh, Oh, you know, just the most amazing thing. The funny thing is that they disappointed the entire uh, snarky Twitterverse, who all day was calling this the worst thing that could have possibly happened. <laughs> uh, and um, the fact that those guys were just so happy to be playing in that was hysterical to me. It was great. They were, they were beaming. Pat Smear, you couldn't smear the... The smile off of his face. You know, here's the thing. You could have been in Nirvana and think... Wow, this is great. I'm in Nirvana. But still in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I'm playing with a Beatle. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And McCartney playing that weird little cigar box guitar, slide guitar, it was just astonishingly great. McCartney uh, shocked the world last night. Everybody was waiting for... You know, this whole fucking snarky thing about, I don't know, 
people are old. Instead of just being fucking glad that you have those people, because like Hick said, his generation didn't show up and do one of these. You know, instead of sitting around bitching uh, about all these things, put your fucking own on. The classic rockers came out, owned this thing. They raised a lot of fucking money in the building before they even got out of the building. We'll have to find out how much that they raised. But I, I, you know, uh, the weird thing is just this internet thing of people bitching constantly. Nothing's ever good enough. Like, why do they do rape me? Uh, I'm sorry. Is there a fucking reason that you feel like you can't go to sleep and you're, you know, people writing, I stayed up for this? Fuck you. Go to bed. Nobody asked you. I mean, sorry you're not fucking happy with uh, the Coldplay kid. Look, that was my fucking favorite moment of the night when fucking Michael Cold Stipe. Kid. When Michael Stipe came out and they did that, that was I thought that was great. I thought Michael Stipe sounded awesome. I loved it. I was like, damn, R.E.M.'s fucking great band. Michael Stipe's the shit. They well, were the great problem I had with the whole show was the director. I haven't seen that bad directing like since I don't know the Rolling Stones on Shindig in the sixties. Well, the interesting thing is this: you already know how to do one of those fucking shows from Scorsese thirty-five years ago. You focus on the stage. Yeah. No one needs to see someone fucking putting up a thumbs up or you know, just focus on the music. It's already there. Well, even with the musicians playing. Inevitably, it's that lead singer syndrome. It's like we've got to show Mick Jagger running around pointing at the audience. We can't show Keith shredding on a guitar. We can't watch his fingers playing. Or McCartney sitting at the piano. We're going to show a shot from across the stage of his face. Let's see his hands. Let's see him playing the piano. It's a, it's a really interesting point that they should know how to do that by now. But again... They give you, you know, four hours of fucking great music. You could easily go through it. And most of the time, the, the fucking finest thing would just be saying, thank you for doing your set. I gave or I didn't give. But not, oh, now that we're at the three hour and 13 minute mark, I'm upset about Kanye's fucking dress. Yeah, but he's been wearing that for a while now. That weird leather thing. None of the people who saw it last night had any idea. Oh come on! So the well, they don't fucking follow Kanye. They fucking you know what I mean. Yeah. He's got his own audience. That's the thing. Each of these people has their own audience. Uh, they came together for this, uh, but people are just so fucking irritating. Irritating. They can't wait to just. It, it, it's it's basically to try and find the what's what I can shit on the most. What's what moment? What's the moment where I'm going to fucking? You know, shit basically on. having a beef with the people who put this thing on. Like, why didn't they do this? Where were where was the younger bands? No one said there could only be one of these. Go do as many as you want. Um, how come there's not more black people on stage or in the audience? I don't know. I've been to Pink Floyd shows, Springsteen shows, Billy Joel shows. I never saw a lot of black people in the audience. Do you want to do a hip-hop one? Go ahead. I'll fucking watch. I'll be glad to fucking watch a Jay-Z show. They, it seems like people just bitch in this country anymore. We went from people who are like, uh, hey, let's all get together and having a, a picnic to I hate the food at the yacht club. You know what I mean? Like We've just stopped being fucking happy and just get bitchy or maybe we're only happy uh when we are bitchy um here's uh our buddy arch in strong island you're on the run of face show 
Hey, it sounds like uh, Pete Townsend was listening to the show yesterday, and he threw that It's Only Sandy Wasteland in there. Well, did we actually even say that? I didn't believe so. We were talking about I specifically can't that his set. I can't remember, play. but we knew we <laughs> knew that kind of stuff. By the way, I thought The Who was fucking terrific. Yeah, they were great. It's The Who. And uh, there was so many people who went out there and just fucking uh, lit it up. And walked off again, one after another. It was a very, you know, some of it is actually even better if you just listen to it instead of watching. I know Billy Joel was bald or fucking, I fucking whoever is I thought older. Great. It doesn't matter, though. Adultery still look good with that shirt open. Go read the fucking tweets on it. They bitched the fucking You're storm. kidding. No. Bitched the storm up about it. And the term teenage waistband came up a million fucking hack times. That's hard. That's hard. Right? Come on. He's been fucking rock star for years. He looks great. His 25-year-olds don't look like that guy. Um, all right. Thanks a lot, dude. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, oh, here's our buddy Ken Shane. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. I just want to chime in a little bit. You know, I was uh, sharing on Facebook uh, during the event last night, and I have to say, I was really disturbed at what happened to Kanye West. Now, I happen to like his performance, but if, whether you do or not, um, you know, it had all been very good-natured, and I was involved in, you know, a little ribbing of some of the earlier people who played. When Kanye came on, it turned completely hostile, and ugly, and, you know, it's like if they didn't have a white guy with a guitar, you know, then they didn't want to see it. And I, I beg people to just unfriend me at that point who were doing this kind of commentary because it was really upsetting to me. Like I said, whether you like him or not is up to you, but some respect, some tolerance, some, like, thanks for coming, dude, and, and not being paid and performing and giving the best you could. I mean, thank you for doing that. Yeah, all but that shit has left. All that stuff is just gone. It just doesn't exist anymore. Did Kurt yeah. Novoselic get shit on for his crazy outfit, which I liked? <laughs> Look at the Joker. <laughs> just yeah. fucking great. Well, you know, it's supposed to be fucking you know rock and roll to begin with. I loved it. I thought when they came out, I was like, holy shit, man. It's fucking Nirvana and Paul McCartney. And now, here's the smear. thing, too. If you're not used to seeing... Fucking Kanye, here's a, a time for you to sit down. You know, th to me, the greatest format ever, I think, for America was um, the old Ed Sullivan show. Because if you wanted to see a rock band, you were going to sit through a, a Russian fucking ballet. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was, an, oh, and then a juggler would come on. There was variety to it. It wasn't a matter of seeing the same thing over and over and over. People don't. People bitch because there's too many old white guys, and they bitch the second there's not an old white guy on stage. I'll tell you what was great, now that I bitched. What was great was seeing, I, I reflected on the fact that the last time that I saw Eric Clapton play with a power trio in Madison Square Garden was the Cream Farewell concert in the 60s. And Willie Weeks and Steve Jordan, I mean, I just thought that was amazing. That, that, that was the coolest for me, too. And I love the fact that uh, Clapton just went out and focused on the music. He didn't try to pump up the crowd, no. didn't try to yell out New Jersey, whatever. He just sat down and lit up. And I, I, like, I wish more people could figure that out when they're doing television. 
and yeah. stop playing to the crowd. And that's Kanye's, you know, that was part of the, the tough thing for Kanye because everything in rap is about connecting to the audience. It's just like stand-up comedy in that way. So you can't kind of leave it out. Yeah. You know, and obviously that wasn't his audience. No, not at all. It's not the fucking Kanye audience. Whatever. I mean, he did a couple of fucking. He did Gold Digger. That was awesome. I was like, shit. That's the only thing that those Wall Street guys woke up for. <sighs> that Jesus walks. I mean, it's Jesus walks too. Great. It's good. And uh, you know, I I thought I don't know the Stones. You know, the two songs and off. I thought they did really well. I thought for them there were maybe sound problems or having trouble hearing at least the beginning, and mm -hmm. then. It was starting to gel towards the end of Jumpin' Jack Flash, and then they were gone. And, you know, just quick as they were there, they were gone. And uh, I don't know what that was all about. I guess that was their choice, because surely they would have played, let them play longer if they wanted to. So uh, I guess they didn't want to burn it out since they're doing the same show on um, right. Saturday night. But the other interesting thing is Mick seems to have caused a little controversy with his fucking joke, which I remember laughing at the time. But I don't know whether that be is controversial. It's the same thing as the Drudge Report yesterday. Yeah. Of, I bet other people are going to react to this, so I'll bitch. Let's collect all the tweets and fucking see how pissed off people can get. Um, what the fuck? All right, thanks a lot, Ken. All right, man. Peace. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I think if Mick had just said it without being part of the Benefit concert... It might. I could see where people would be offended, but the guy did show up and perform, so I think he gets a pass on a bad joke. I didn't think it was a bad joke. I fucking personally laughed. You know, he was very charming. Last I night. thought it was a very fucking funny bit. Uh, a lot of the jokes that didn't work to me came from the comedians, but again, that's just a personal fucking pull. Remember when Opperman and Brian came Williams. out? Um. This weekend update, Sandler was fucking great. <laughs> Here is uh, here's Paul. Paul, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, guys. One of the things that drives me nuts is how people have to make it constantly about themselves by Facebook and Twitter. And just put down your fucking phone, relax, and enjoy the show. They can't do it, though. It becomes this thing of let me be the person who gets the fucking joke off. Then I have to pick up the, you know, the news in the morning. And see that they're quoting, you know, Twitter things. Like, what do I give a fuck what that person said? If someone started saying those things to me and I was at a concert, I'd say, shut the fuck up. I'm at a concert. I don't want to hear. It's given anyone in the world, right? Right. A, t a, a tangible number to the thing that they say. Like, say I got, this thing got fucking 1,500 retweets. But see, here's the thing of even, no matter what your opinions are. Fez just said, give the guy a pass for a bad joke. And my opinion is, hey, I thought it was a funny fucking joke. I actually laughed at it. So who is one of us wrong or right? No, it, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Fez didn't think it was funny. I did. Nothing changes. Nothing. It's fine. It's fine not to all agree. Um, here is... Um, let's go over here to... Uh, Will, Will, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, buddies. Um, yeah. You know, I, I got, uh, you know, not even that far into the concert, and I guess with the, when the Pink Floyd, you know, watch Roger Waters, and I just had this overwhelming feeling of just being thankful to live, to have lived in an era 
where such great fucking music had been written and to still get to see those performers perform it live, even if it was on TV. So, so by the end of it, um, it was probably like, okay, this is one of the reasons that you would have invented television for was to put something out like that. So, um, I, I just felt really grateful. Well, that, you know, even with the people doing the, oh, this person looks old. My grandfathers didn't live to be fucking as old as these guys. And they they all died old. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> when, you know, they were really old guys when they were in their late 60s, early 70s. Like, people, you know, we don't have to go over and see them laying down and shit. Yeah. So, to me, uh, to see these guys out there still performing their art. Is it the same as it was 45 years ago? No. But if you've ever been to an old-timers game, you were just glad to see those dudes. And I do. I do love to go to old-timers games. I think it's fucking great. But is it the same thing as when they played in the (laughs) late 60s? No. Um, Larry, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, What was the host's name last night? Chris Williams? Something like that. Brian Williams was hosting Brian backstage. Williams. Yeah, I got a chuckle last night when uh, Pete Townsend yelled out, have a fucking beer. And Williams said, uh, well, there you go, kids. There's your Uncle Keith Moon. Keith well, Moon's Ke- been dead for 30 years. They were actually showing Keith Moon. They did a song yeah, with I the see. Keith Moon video. But great bit. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I got a little sad when they had the Keith Moon video up. Like, shit. Yeah, I, I felt really sad about it, too. Right? It's like, oh, goddamn, he was the shit. But that, uh... That's their boy. Um, here's Rob in Canada. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about, you know, Twitter thing yesterday. You know, the show was great. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to see um, McCartney with Nirvana, like one of my favorite bands, you know, but... Um, yeah, you just going to find reasons to bitch. There are people bitching because uh, people sang together. There are people bitching because other people didn't sing together. People, but why wasn't this band? I have no idea why some other band wasn't in it. Go put on your own fucking show. Harvey throws this thing together. He gets nothing but fucking firepower. If he would have just taken the the uh, comics that he had walking out in between, yeah. that would have been a great fucking show to yeah, see all pretty, those people together. Pretty ridiculous. Everyone fucking in New York came out. If he would have just reunited the Sopranos, that would have been great. But he throws it all together with a, with the biggest fucking rock stars in the world, <laughs> all one night. Um, it's just craziness the way we bitch. Um, here's Jonathan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. I think the whole concert was great. I mean, Kanye aside, the worst part was dr- was drunk uncle. But the whole Kanye thing, his his image is just shattered from being a dick. Like he's just a dick. And I think he only did it for a PR move. I mean, how I do we know the guy else. lives in fucking New York? You know what I mean? Why would I judge somebody whether they did it as a PR move? And maybe is that such a bad thing if they're raising millions and millions of dollars? You know, you didn't like his set. It basically was, you know, playing to what would have been his father's audience instead of his own. (laughs) Do you think that a lot of people would have reacted well to the Stones 
at a Frank Sinatra show in 1968? Fuck no. Or, J- or, or more like, like a James Brown came out <laughs> with Frank Sinatra? Why do we think that out of an entire four-hour fucking show that they gave to us, that every minute has to be fantastic? You know what I mean? Like, every minute... And if not, somehow it's crushing to you. When do we all become fucking Queen Elizabeth? Just thank God for one thing. In New York, when history was going down, we didn't pull the plug. We did not do the London hard rock Johnny bullshit. Yeah. Fucking prick. At, at one point, I was, just, I was watching at the YouTube feed, right? And during McCartney's celebrating one thirteen in the morning, it faded out for a second. But they came back up. I thought they were fading out again. I thought that was happening. But I was like, nah, dog. It's on now, motherfucker. Johnny, I was setting you up per- uh, perfectly, and here you are. How are you, my I'm friend? I'm not a prick. I didn't pull any fucking plugs in London. It wasn't me. It was someone else. What's up, Jenny? Oh, it was a good show. And people were bitching all night about stuff. I was trying to keep it positive on Twitter. I thought it was, I had. I had a good time on Twitter last night. And people just... You know, okay, so you don't like Kanye, so what? I mean, he's there, he's trying to help, he's doing the right thing. He, you know, hits, you know, people, they bring in people for these things to hit different demographics. They bring in people to keep people interested. I mean, I, I think it was, I thought it was a great show. I thought that, you know, there was some... Johnny, really when you see a show like that, do you really wish that you were there running it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just look there and go, oh man, I know where it could have... I was thinking, like, wow, this would be the coolest thing to be the event producer at. And, like, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, like, you know, how are they going to do this? And I'm like, I'm looking at the stage, and I'm like, all right, there's the line. So it's a, it's a turntable stage, and so they're going to bring up the LED screen in the back. That's the lower LED screen, and when they go off stage, the screen, you know, they're setting up the second band behind it, and the stage spins, and then they take the other guy. I'm like, like that's it's kind of weird to watch it that way, but, you know, because you're, you're always looking at how they run it, but... It was, I, I thought it was an amazing show. I mean, I was a little sad that the Stones played two songs and, you know, not too thrilled with, you know, Nick's line of If It Rains in London that you come out and help us. But, I thought it was know, great. I fucking fucked up. It was, you know, I think if you take it, I think he meant it as a joke. You know? Of course he did. You know, he is really, he's not you know, an awful people, person. But a lot of people are like, oh, he's making fun of it, which I, I really don't think he's making fun of it. Well, well, wait a minute. I, Chris Rock did the thing of we already we fixed everything. Right. I, yeah. He's out there. We know he's joking. Whether well, you think it's a good joke or a bad joke, good joke. First, let me tell you, one of my favorite things was how bad drunk uncle fucking too. <laughs> because <laughs> because any one of us would have been in the same fucking position. You weren't going to make that audience laugh at that time. It was beyond them. Well, that's so, like when Billy Crystal opened the show. It was like he was paying so much attention to the crowd behind him that he was having a rough start getting it going. How would he get it going? Have you ever done fucking comedy alone for 20,000 people that aren't your crowd? By the way, they didn't come to the Billy Crystal show. They're there for music. You're not going to fucking crush. Colbert did terrible. Everyone fucking just didn't do very well. No one was laughing. They were in a rock. I've done stuff where at rock shows that you go out and bring bands and tell people where the bathrooms are, and they don't want to fucking see you. (laughs) You could be fucking throwing out joints in their fucking. (laughs) They don't want to see you. Let alone if you're doing just those reference jokes about big gulps. You know what I mean? Like, here's something you've heard before (laughs) The mayor and large sodas. Everyone in the audience will understand what I'm saying. But these are yeah. Laughing. These are really references more than anything else. Uh, but Johnny, overall, it was a phenomenal show. 
Right, it couldn't have been. I mean, look, the only way it could have been a little better is if the Stones played four songs. But uh, overall, it was great, and it was what it was. And people, you know, are going to. It could have been the best show ever. People are still going to criticize because everyone has their opinions on it. I mean, there were people on, you know, we were on, on Twitter last night who were obsessing about, you know, every little thing that went wrong or someone doesn't sound good. Yeah, did, did Roger Daltrey sound great? Hmm. You know what? Here's the interesting he thing. If great. you listen to it rather than watch it, because you saw seeing him strain is fucking harder than listening to it. You know, it's a really different experience. And I remember at one point uh, McCartney missed a, one note out of his whole set. But the guy's seventy. Yeah, he killed yeah, it. I mean, when the Stones came out, that's what I. You know, I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, fucking Mick Jagger's seventy years old. Um, well, that, that's insane to watch these guys who there, there's no rock stars like that, and that's that's the sad. Like, here's the funny thing: in thirty years, who are the, who's going to be there? That's what that's what scares me as a guy who loves music. Who's gonna, if they do this again in thirty years? What bands are going to be there? That were there is no more of those kind of bands out there, you know. And does anybody want to see Jay Z fucking talking brash when he's seventy? We don't know. No. But here's an <laughs> oh, interesting no. thing: Little Steven's wife. Uh, oh did, yeah. She did Maureen. some kind of thing, you know. I miss Brian. I'll, uh, you know, with the Stones, the Stones didn't bring it all. She misses Brian. He's been dead for forty three years. <laughs> forty fucking three years. You're not getting him back. She goes to the Brian Jonestown massacre. <laughs> um. It- I mean, I just thought that, you know, they opened it well with, you know, I think, you know, who else would, would you have chose? Like, the lineup-wise, would you have chose anyone else to open that concert besides Bruce? Yeah, and then people were mad because Bruce didn't do his biggest hits. You know, he no. did two new songs. The guy showed up. That's what he wants to do. Oh, what is Bon Jovi doing up there? These two guys are Jersey icons. This is their fucking home state. They're singing together. Yeah, they are. Shut Jersey. up. They are Jersey. And that, I tell you, that is that's big because they generally don't. I don't can't think. There's too many times that they've been together on stage because there is some heat there, and you know it, it was a really you know I, I thought it was a big moment to see them together, and then. You know, Bon Jovi, I will give Bon Jovi a little bit of a, what was with the turtleneck? I don't know, that was weird. It's just a styles choice, so what? <laughs> I mean, all of us dress like shit every day. I, I dress like, I'm very fancy, so I don't... Yeah, you are, I mean, you're very thin and fancy. I've lost, and... I've lost weight, I can fit into an XL shirt, I can go to a regular store now. It's just nice, it's just <laughs> nice being you. I don't know which is which, but either Chris Jericho is becoming Bon Jovi, or Bon Jovi's <laughs> becoming Chris Jericho. They look exactly alike! That was, num- that was the number one Twitter fucking thing during Bon Jovi, is what's Chris Jericho doing out there? <laughs> and again, I think it's just reference jokes. Well, that, yeah, my, that of being my, real, it's just, hey, this is in the news and that's in the news. Let's push them together. It's a lion tamer. Yeah. I looked at when when he, when they started playing, I thought Deadly's Catch was coming on for a minute there when they started playing Cowboy. I was that's like, why I like that goddamn song because it's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's CSI. Then they started with CSI when the when Oh, the yeah, that, that was fucking stupid. You know, but it was it was definitely a... Uh, it was All right, a Dustin show. in Texas wants to take you on, Johnny. Let's see. Go ahead, Dustin. I don't want to take Johnny on. <laughs> but I love you, Ronnie, but i got to disagree with you guys. Man, that fucking show stunk, man. What the hell? stunk, man. How could I, you say that that show stunk? Man, it was just a bunch of pastor prime celebrities. I realize you guys... They're not celebrities. probably legends and all that shit. But 
It was awful. It has, look, here's the thing, and and you probably wouldn't have liked it 30 years ago or 40 years ago, but they're not past their prime celebrity. They're artists, first and foremost. The guys that were in that fucking lineup are the greatest people who've ever done this art form. Now, did they get older? You realize what you sound like right now? You sound like my grandpa. No, I sound, but I would, can I tell you something? When your grandpa was younger, I used to go to blues acts. I'd go to fucking jazz shows. I am not All going right. to always get to see people. I saw John Lee Hooker when he was in his fucking late 70s and fucking loved it. That's awesome. I'm sorry that everybody can't stay yeah, fucking Nikki Mantle and Babe Ruth, they but, were all- I, love yes. I, mean, I, just, Dustin, I just disagree with you on this. Well, but the I fucking fact is, Dustin, the difference is you've brought nothing to this thing. There's no reason. So for you to sit around and fucking bitch at somebody for being a human and growing older, it doesn't mean shit to me. These guys have grown older. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we're all going to do that. I mean, if we're lucky enough, we're all going to grow older, and we're going to be a little less, we'll be a little less sharp than we were at certain points, but... Who cares? Did I, I mean, do I wish that I saw fucking Mick in 72? Yeah. I was. Yeah. I didn't get to do it, though. I wish I fucking did. Yeah, I mean, and this whole thing of... It, it, here's the beautiful thing that this guy Dustin said. You sound like my grandfather. Which means he never even had any fucking respect for his own grandfather. <laughs> Why would he respect anyone else? The, the fucking fact of... I'm going to bitch and pick at everything that happens. Because somehow... I'm deserving. I'm fucking deserving of everything. And I should... Everyone sees themselves as a fucking queen that everybody else is supposed to come in and juggle for now. I, I mean, at the end of the day, the real point of it all was they're trying to raise some money. And, and they really did. You know, I, I, I went online as soon, you know, and I donated because I was watching and they drove me to donate. And then, and then I was calling in. I was really hoping to get Jesse Jackson on the donation line. And I called in like like for about a half an hour and I couldn't even get through, which is actually a really good thing because that means a shit ton of people were trying to call in. And, you know, I, I don't they haven't released. And I guess it'll take a while to figure out how much money they've raised. But if this doesn't raise, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars, then, you know, I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine it has to, you know, it has to be two, three hundred million dollars, which is a nice amount of money that can help some people who really need it. And that's the whole point of this thing. I don't care if they had, you know, whatever band they had, it doesn't matter. They, they were there to show up to do something to help people. And that's what really matters. Oh, Johnny, it's very nice of you. Talk Thank to you later, you. buddy. Um. Here's our friend, Spanky Frank. Spanky. Hey, buddies. What's up? Hey. Excuse me. Um, the Rolling Stones, everyone's wondering why the Rolling Stones had a, like a short set last night, but it dawned on me as I was going to bed, it uh, was like, they weren't on the original bill, so they only probably No, they had just added it the other night. Like, okay. it was just like last week. But uh, where was Gaga? That's the one that they had announced. That is right. They did not put Gaga in. Well, it was a pretty packed show. Maybe she kind of had one of those like uh, those pop idol things where they just couldn't go on stage because the money wasn't there at the right time. Or well, here's like the thing, that. though. Maybe they can get her on after the next storm. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. She could that would be I was, wor- I was worried that uh, Dave Grohl and like, the Nirvana thing wasn't going to happen. I thought, did Grohl get bumped? Cause that, oh, because he came out with his band? Yeah, yeah, because fucking McCartney was out. I was like, that makes sense. If you know, Grohl was probably I, like... I was getting nervous for those guys because McCartney's band was so fucking tight. I'm like, <laughs> I hope they can fucking follow these guys. They did just fine. Yeah, they did. It was nice seeing Pat Smear out there. 
I was that was a nice pleasant surprise as well. I took a piss next to Pat Smear here one day. Nice. I think they were overdoing the Stern show. And I go into the bathroom and piss next to Pat Smear, and I'm like, life is pretty weird <laughs> here. <It's> serious. <laughs> Just an odd thing that sometimes happens. Weirdness. That's great. It is odd. Um, let's go over to Bob. Bob, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I was just wondering uh, what you thought. Uh, do you think this uh, show that they put on last night was uh, maybe like the Woodstock of uh, this generation? No. No, it was a totally different thing uh, because this was basically a television show and Woodstock was a concert. Was this festival. was something Woodstock was done for in you know over four days this was done for over four hours for charity you know just, just put together for standing victims i'm also you know with johnny saying i don't know what we're going to be able to be the guys pulling this off years from now i kind of felt a little bad that we don't have more americans that you could put in there and say this is phenomenal because even if you looked at some of the biggest american acts are they big as the who? I mean, if there's one band that you wish was there, it would be Zeppelin. You know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah. even be an American band. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, maybe Jerry Lewis that maybe everyone on there would like, but people might not get. Uh, that's Jerry Lewis has never played an arena in his life, dude. I know you love him, I love him, but Jerry Lewis has never been on the same scale as these people. There's not. Um, God damn it. Sassy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I thought the show was um, was really good, but I think a lot of people, because I was following Twitter, too, and people were bitching, like, oh, why didn't they do this song, and why didn't they do that song? And, like, either, number one, they're jealous because they weren't there in the first place, or, number two, they think because they're the age they are now, they, they are entitled to hear certain songs. And that's not it. I loved hearing some of the songs last night that that they usually don't do or you usually don't hear on the radio. And the fact that Daughtry took his shirt off, I said to my husband, oh, my God, I think he's got a scar. Has he, like, had open-heart surgery? And he's like, who gives a fuck? It's Daughtry. I wish he didn't have anything. Hicks wishes it was the other Daughtry, the one from American <laughs> Idol. Damn it. Um, what? Uh, talk to you later. Uh, Kelly, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie. I enjoyed the concert. Thought it was awesome. Uh, it was free. I donated, but it was great. But what really, I couldn't understand why Brian Williams had to apologize for the comment of swinging a dick cat around the room. So he did apologize for that. Yes. He, yeah, because he had, cat owners later, start crying. Oh, come on. I Give don't fucking break. He sure did later in the show. He had to. Apologize. I had no idea that. I like cats all as much as the next weird cat person. Uh, I had no problem uh, with that comment. Maybe it was just from the amount of times that he said it. Well, I mean, I have a partner who killed this cat, and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I think it's fine. It makes me feel kind of sad for the cat, but what are you going to do? At least he was up front and honest about it. Just probably drowned I took it. A, yeah, I took a dead cat, and I threw it around, and I hit a celebrity. <laughs> Crushed that cat's skull open. Brian Williams really wishes that he wasn't the news guy. He wishes he was John Stewart. When he goes on there, he just he seems the happiest, happiest. Like he all just wants to be with John Stewart. Yeah, just like let John, let's just me and you do stuff together. <laughs> I'm gonna pitch a show, John. Come on, fuck Comedy Central. We'll be we'll be on opposite Carson Daly. 
Where's Carson Daly at? One thirty in the morning on NBC, I think. That's still happening? Yeah, the Carson Daly show's still on. Uh, it was our buddy Ezra. Hey, Ezra. Lost you, bud. We'll move on then. Uh, Ian, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, aside from the music, I think my favorite part was that bit that Buscemi did with those drunk guys. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that was a bit and just what it's like trying to get along. No, that was just drunk dudes fucking yelling, we love you, Bashemi. That, that was fucking hysterical. Um, yeah, for a minute, and then it just felt too much like my own neighborhood. <laughs> Bashemi was getting pissed. Well, he's, you know, they're his guys. That's his crew. Of course they're going to act like assholes, though. Uh, Jack, in Utah, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I wasn't able to watch the concert, but did the Stones play uh, Crossfire Hurricane? Stop it. You know that's <laughs> not the name of the song. Stop being that guy. You're a jizz face. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Good morning, boys. Hey, it occurred to me at the beginning of your show, uh, people mock on this and that and the other about last night, but sooner or later we're going to wake up one day and they're going to be gone, and last night may have been the last time all those cats are on the same stage at the same time, so <laughs> it had its low points, but it was pretty freaking cool to watch, you know, and we're not going to have that forever. So, just Can I tell you something and be honest can... about it? In 69, there were plenty of low points of Woodstock. You don't get 100% everything is bigger than life. That's why people bitch. This is why they feel the need to fucking tweet during a movie. Because everything can't be... 100% amped up for them. Well, and fuck, well, that's even actually encouraged because everything has like hashtag whatever, like hashtag whatever, and whatever you're watching. Here's a hashtag. We'll talk about it in real time. How about this? Hashtag Twitter cunts. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. You fucking cunty bastards. Just, ah, wine, wine, wine. Like you got to fucking run around the world now with, with a bottle to put it in each of their mouths. All right, hashtag Twitter cunts. It's fucking out See if there. you can get it going, yeah. <laughs> See if it happens. <laughs> Time for the Twitter cunts to come out and do their whining. Uh, Ken, Long Island, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah. You know what I thought was great was that because they had all the old groups on there, you know, my daughter's 16, and brought her up listening to all the great music. Not only when Bon Jovi was on, we were cranking, living on a prayer, but when they were playing Dark Side of the Moon and Another Brick in the Wall, we were cranking it and singing along. And you know what? Kids now, they're not going to get that. I mean, when those kids were up there dancing with with them, when they were playing Another Brick in the Wall, I hope they real, really got what they were doing right then. Yeah, you can never tell. You know, you really don't know. It just, I'm sure somebody had the opportunity to, meet, to, you know, I'm sure people sat back years ago and said, hey, there's never going to be another D. Martin and Jerry Lewis. And you know what? They're right. But yeah, the only it's not like the world sits around and mourns it because they have the next thing, you know, that they're happy about. Um, it fucking annoys me that we are still... I talked to people who acted like this was a liberal concert last night. What? Rather than a concert. People were going, where's all the black faces? You've got all the people together. Where's your black faces at? Oh, I see they got Chelsea there. 
Uh, where's the Republicans being represented? Where's the country stars? I'm going, I'm sure that Red Cross or Robin Hood would love to take uh, donations from country stars. And then you could put the, it doesn't matter. Oh, I see that they got their fucking boy, Chris Christie. Uh, but how come they're not? It's, it's for charity. It's over. The election's over. Let's fucking move on and argue in four years. Sometimes I really think like MSNBC and Fox are the worst thing that ever happened to the world. Because it seemed like before that we all knew that politicians were dicks. And now we got in our minds that only half the politicians are dicks. But we're wrong. It's all of them. Um, here's Guy. Guy, you're on Running Fest Show. Hey, man, I just wanted to uh, say I, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was awesome. But uh, I, I think that I wish our president would have showed up. I think that would have been a great thing, but it's probably he probably didn't because he doesn't like white people. Yeah, it's like when uh, Nixon showed up at Woodstock. The fucking place went crazy for him. <laughs> yeah, that's... Now, if he would have fucking shown up, they would have said, look how he's hobnobbing around with his celebrity friends he would have gotten instead murdered. of the fiscal cliff. God, I fucking hate people. I hate the Twitter cunts of the world. Hashtag Twitter cunts. Oh, they're starting. I just hope he catches on and they realize and they start calling themselves that. Hashtag Twitter cunts. Billy Joel look like the uncle from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Michael, you're on the Ron Fez show. Uh, hashtag Twitter cunts. That's mm. Ron Fez. The problem we have in America, instead of producing bands like the Stones or the Who, we produce Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears. Well, I mean, they also have those same kind of pop acts. There's Britain has played disposable pop music. Yeah, they th love it. They started X Factor and American Idol. It's, it's, it's the same fucking thing. Well, if you go back even before all that, they had Herman's Hermits and, you know, whatever. I mean, th there's room for all this. We've never, since the 1960s, been able to line our fucking rock up against them. I mean, we got our ass kicked there. It's we, you know, we were just, we were cruising off the Elvis stuff. And then when we do get a, you know, a decent rock star, uh, we lost three that would have held up. We lost Janis Joplin, who would have fit into that show last night. We lost Jimi Hendrix. And we lost uh, Jim Morrison. Now, it isn't so much that we can't produce it. We just can't keep it alive. <laughs> uh, we had Eddie Vedder there last night. That's a great... He didn't show up with all Pearl Jam, but if Pearl Jam would have shown up together, that would have been a highlight. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> we didn't have, but the rest of the Nirvana was there. And they were great with Paul. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've never been able to line up against that late 60s thing. We got our ass beat there for it's a while. Very strong. Um, Scott, Scott, you're on the Run a Face show. Hey, Ron. Um, yeah. Hey, there. Be complains. If I could see a video like Mozart, Beethoven, all that playing at the same time, even if they're 900 years old, I'd be impressed. I think our country's just kind of turning into the movie, or turning into the movie Idiocracy. It's gotten. It is a really. It's a great point that if you would have caught Beethoven late in his life, you would have been like, "Oh, he's not as fast as he used to be." You know, to see how long it took him to get to the piano stand, and that guy acting like uh, earlier that Dustin guy in fucking Texas, who's just a whiny fucking person. Yeah, you you're not going to fucking get everybody at their prime all the time doesn't happen that way it's somehow like we're afraid of humanity like we hate when people go and get plastic surgery 
and we also hate when they let themselves look their age. Fuck. We, we just bitch. We just bitch and bitch and bitch. Here's Jamie. You're on the manifest show. Hello. You said Jamie? Yeah, I did. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, loving the show as usual. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mean to belabor the point, but it's like going to the Neil Young show. You know, Neil Young, he keeps reinventing himself year after year after year, decade after decade, and people just bitch. You know, I mean, he keeps putting out great music, and people just whine and walk out because they want to hear, you know, like a hurricane or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for these artists, you know what I mean? Well, some of them uh, have come to the realization a long time ago, you know, maybe people never were all that fucking cool about it, but it really is weird that we've turned it into this um, thing about music of my music is when I was 16. And nothing else is. Nothing else is coming. You know out. what's really fucking interesting is go on like um, the YouTube pages and pick somebody who's like classic, and somebody from the sixties or something. Go to like a Queen page, and then watch the old people fighting with the young people. You missed it, and you're like, <laughs> dude, the fucking kid is here now. Why? Why are you acting like he's an asshole or blaming him on Justin Bieber? He's got nothing to do with that. The YouTube comment pa the YouTube comment pages might be the low point of the internet, where it's just the worst things. In those. Right now, to me, the low point of the internet is the internet. But there's certain places that dip lower. And it's I remember when they it. first started to push the internet. You know, like uh, early on with Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and those guys would yeah. explain, like everyone will have a voice, and I'm like, oh. now that I've heard it, there's a lot of shitty voices out there. And now you can follow those voices and fucking spread out that those uh, those voices. But you here's the same people that are bitching because the Who is older. Well, how many Black Keys records do you fucking own? How many do you know? None. It's not like you're keeping this youth flame going yourself. <laughs> well, if any young act had showed up there, like One Direction came out or something, that would have been a whole nother realm of bitching. They don't deserve to be there. Why are they there? We already saw it with Kanye. Kanye was... You don't even have to go to One, uh, to one Direction. Um, there were plenty of people that weren't even fucking happy with uh, the kid from Coldplay. Acting like, well, he really slowed the night down. He showed up with a guitar and a piano. He's basically making a transition so the stage isn't dark. <laughs> and look, when fuck the Michael Stipe thing was the highlight for me. I thought that was great when he came out. And they yeah, you mentioned that earlier. You really liked it, huh? Yeah, yeah it was All awesome. Right. So Good. stop shitting on the whole thing. Uh, Janice, Chicago, you're on my face. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Ron. Uh, I just, I'm so glad I'm so last century because even the fucking cooking channel had the concert on, and it was great. Yeah. I... Until I moved, I still had a rotary phone, so I don't Twitter or any of that right. stuff. And I'm so glad because it's like, what the fuck? I don't understand <laughs> bitching about it. They just it was, bitched, Jess. Oh, my God. It was fabulous. That's what, You know why? Because you're from Chicago and you get it, man. The Chicago oh. audiences still keep blues going. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't give up yeah. on the blues there. <laughs> They're there for them. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Right, bye-bye. Love you. Where's the kid? I don't want to bring the kid in here. 
Kokomo Joe, you get in here. Kokomo Joe is our viewed as on youth culture. He's a youngster. He's a young gun, a young buck. Yeah, he's an up-and-comer. He's a fucking go-getter. He's a player yeah. in the making. He's quick-footed, he's high-arched. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see this last night? Yeah, I caught... Wait I a caught. minute, did I interrupt you when you were going to a bed sweater party? No, you're not you're the third person <laughs> telling me that today, today though. That's great actually. to know. That's great to know. Okay, cool. So I'm just fucking just a standard hack. I really like the, the same sweater, shit. Though. No, it's great. Um, no, yeah, I did. I caught some of Clapton's set, uh, some of Eddie What'd you Vedder, think of Clapton? Roger, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I caught, I, I mean, I was watching, like, the T-Wolves game in between it, so, like, I caught his acoustic part. You were watching what in between? Uh, the Timberwolves game in between. Oh, nice. But then uh, I caught... Can't miss the Wolves. No, I can't miss the Wolves, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Eddie Vedder, Roger Waters, saw, and Bon Jovi, and Bruce Springsteen. So you went backwards. You actually went... You were in I'm some... I'm remembering it. Yeah, Benjamin Button thing where the <laughs> concert <laughs> closed out with Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good, yeah. Now, were you distressed that more people your own age went there? No. Did you really feel like you needed your... Who is the, the rock band of your era? I mean, I guess Jack White or... Jack White is the guy that... The Black Keys. He's yeah, the yeah. Those two bands could have been there. I mean, those are yeah. the two biggest ones, but like... I, I mean, I hear a lot of these callers calling this. Not, it's not about... like People are like, oh, why isn't the younger people show up? I mean, they're having their own benefit concerts. This is a hipster benefit show in Brooklyn this weekend. <laughs> The, where I, the show I hurt my ankles at was a benefit show for Sandy. Right, and you guys just do it small DIY. Pretty much I DIY, mean, and you know that's your fucking scene. Yeah, you're not the arena kind of kids. We're not the arena kind of kids. Yeah, you know, and so we have our own shows going on. And as far as like young, I mean, plus the concert is marketed to older people too. You know, it's really funny. I've uh, no. Uh, well, it's not only marketed, but it was priced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, by the way, that wasn't that was another thing about it when people were hating the audience. Well, they were paying huge things to be there, and this thing was supposed to raise money. <laughs> you know, they're not the fucking yeah. cool kids because the cool kids are not going to spend eight grand for two tickets. Yeah, um, but, like, but you know, I know a lot of kids your age who've never even been to. An arena like the first rock show I went to yeah. was in the Spectrum. It was like twenty thousand people, and then we would start and go like once a week, whatever's showing up, we yeah. would go. Yeah. But you guys, club boys, you you go to clubs, small, small, small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first like my first concert was like an outdoor. It was Alice Cooper, and it was an outdoor smaller. Yeah, I'm sure, thing. that's the kid your age. But Alice then Cooper. the day after, I saw Roger Waters do Dark Side of the Moon. That See, was he's the greatest thing he's ever. seeing classic. Rock shows. He, yeah. These are the same shows I went to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the only only arena shows I've went to on a consistent basis are fish shows. Everything else yeah. I see in like fucking Roseland around the corner, you know. Mm -hmm. And Roseland is even big for what most people consider. A lot of guys do even small clubs. Mm -hmm. Ben's play. Yeah. Uh, Todd, you're on my first. Hey, what's up, Ron? I was there last night, and uh, me, my girlfriend, everyone in my section, we we had a blast. I don't know what everyone's so upset about. They got upset because you guys look kind of geeky to them, and you looked older, uh, and you oh, weren't yeah. as attractive as they wanted you to be. 
Yeah, I paid a thousand, so I was up in the cheap seats. You know, we were we were blessed up there. It's a thousand bucks a seat for him to sit in the cheap seats. So uh, I heard yeah. today that they they raised thirty five million just in that room. So it's it's hard for me to bitch about that room. Wow. Crazy, dude. When the money is going to people who could use it, they needs it, man. Crazy. I myself, you know, I'm gonna watch House Hunters, and if I see one of those little houses in Luxembourg or some fucking place, some tiny little village, yeah, I might just jump at it. I just might just be gone one day. With like small cobblestone yeah, streets, yeah, that's that's nice. Ron's gone. He went to Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking pimping a couple whores over there and selling fucking crystal meth. <laughs> yeah, I think he said he's running that place. What? He said he'd kill anyone who fucked with him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing great. Then he said he dared you. Um, the crowd did get a little um, tired by the end. It was like a fucking six-hour show or five-hour wow. show. Because when Alicia Keys was closing it out, she was like, come on, everybody, New York, and she wasn't getting anything back. Um, first of all, the... Those people have probably never heard that song. Second of all, oh. the crowd wasn't mic'd. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. You try to fucking explain to people, they're feeling like they're not getting... Some places mic the crowd. That's why I wouldn't have worked to the crowd at all. Almost everyone did. Yeah. Clapton didn't. Um, here's uh, Larry. Larry on the Manifest Show. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Love the show. Uh, so the concert last night, I'm 32 years old, it made me realize how much of a douche my 18-year-old nephew is, as well as the youth of uh, our country today. He knew who the Rolling Stones were, but not really. Doesn't really know who Nirvana is. Doesn't know who Paul McCartney is, but, you know, knows who the Beatles are. But he was uber amped to see uh, Kanye West of the skirt. But th there's nothing wrong with that, man. That is his thing. It just sounds Again, like he has bad taste in music. I mean, Kanye West is great, though. But, here, but here's the deal. He also, generally at 18 years old, you're going to know what is your radio station's play. Mm -hmm. That I'm sure when you were fucking 18 years old, you didn't know who Al Jolson was or something. There's no reason that this kid at 18 should worship some of these bands in the way you might have. Yeah, I I get surprised when people know nothing about any history of sport too. Or they're like, oh, Johnny and I as he played before I was, you know. But you, you read, don't you? You got Wikipedia. You, you, when you were a kid, you were obsessed with records, so you went and looked these things up, seeing <laughs> who some of these names were. Were you just like going crazy when Mark Messier was answering phones when you were like, oh, hockey. That's just like we yeah, play in Minnesota. I was. Feeling, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I hope I talk to him. No, I'm not donating any money, but I did want to say hello. You were awesome, man. You were man one time I did that in a charity in Philly, I fucking just said to him, I need to talk to Lou Rawls before I give any money over. <laughs> it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Did you get them? Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah, if you, with those things, if you call like really late, you can get to talk to anybody, particularly if it was local. <laughs> it was some local Philadelphia thing. I'm just like, look, let's stop playing games. Put Lou Rawls on right now. And I want to <laughs> yeah. talk to him. And I'm like, Lou, let's talk dollars and cents. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, man? Appreciate you calling. That's the shit. That's how you great. doing, dude? <laughs> Pretty good, Lou Rawls. My lady, Lou. 
Hey, Lou Rawls, finally, <laughs> finally we speak. Finally, get some fucking time together, man. Come on. I don't know. When you're done this whole thing here, we got to go out and probably have eggs. It's fucking three in the morning. When's your shift over? Uh, Dave, you're on the running for the show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was at yeah, the Quadrophenia show down in Philadelphia, and, uh, you know, my wife's a lot younger than I am. I'm almost 50. And it's really a, a huge difference because she took me to Black Keys last year. Just the intensity and kind of the ownership, like what you see from the audience. And what I think is amazing, if you think about, like, the four biggest bands, I mean, the Beatles, you know, when they became conscious to Americans, that's basically 64 to 70. In my opinion, the last three Rolling Stones album was probably Exile on Main Street. That was 72. The Who, Quadrophenia, 73. And uh, even Zeppelin, you know, they got a little later start, 67. I mean, I think that Graffiti is the last great thing they did. It's just amazing if you think about, like, my generation and the guys older. I mean, it's basically centered around seven, eight years of music, and that has just been it. You know, I mean, just to continue to worship it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Because the 50s stars could they came around in the 80s and done this, you know what I mean? Like, uh, when when uh, Hicks tried to bring up JLL, no, I'm sorry, he never got as big as... It was all the guys that broke in the late 60s to early 70s. All you gotta yeah, do I, is watch um, Almost Famous when they're calling 73 the death rattle. Oh, uh, great point. I, you know, and I'm... I'm not again. I'm with you. I mean, kids are kids. You grow up when you grow up. You can't control it. I just feel bad for them because they don't have anything that unifying. You know, like that everybody can be into. Well, that's that is the diff, that's the problem with choice, though. When you get as many choices as you want, you don't get the the unifying thing where we all had this same experience at the same time. Now, let's go back in, and the, you go back into the 60s. Um, TV got to the point in the 60s where everybody had a TV. So 64, no matter who you were, you had a TV. So in 63, late 63, everybody watched uh, Kennedy get assassinated, buried, Crush sat around as a family. In uh-huh. '64, the Beatles came on TV, and everybody watched them at the same time and had the same experience and talked about it in school. And suddenly, that whole new thing was born. You're not going to get a show that has 50 or 60 million fucking people. That's the problem with choices. The more choices you get, the more broken off we get. So, and even if going through. Differently, you will find out the people who grew up in the 80s that they all relate to whatever cartoon that was happening in the 80s or TV show. You know, there's like a whole boy meets world thing. That gets less and less as we get more and more choices. The interesting thing is if you take a kid uh, like Coke, you're how old? Uh, 22. Uh, 22. From 16 to 22, I guarantee you Coke was exposed to about 10 times more music than you were. Because not only does he know his own generation's music and all of hip-hop, but he also knows everything about the Beatles that you do, everything about the doors that you do about Dylan, because that computer, when he decided, wait, explain to me the doors, he was then being able to say all these different songs by him. And every interview yeah. they've done, every, everything like, that they've done, yeah. any fact that could fucking be thrown out there. I don't know. So I guarantee you, when I was his age, I wasn't able to sit around and talk to people that were forty 
about their music and be able to fucking hang with them the way he can. And that's the way all kids are. Yeah. But we don't give them credit for that, and we also hold it against them that they don't have their own Beatles. Yeah. And they don't. You just don't have that. Yeah, well, that's one of the things, like, with the Black Keys, it's like people I know from who just, like, strictly listen to rap or different genres, everyone just seems to uh, enjoy the Black Keys. Right. You know? It's just one of those bands, I think. They are, and they're great. But what do you think that they sell? You know they're not selling 25, 30 million albums. No, I mean, they're 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 touring band, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're... And you can't sell it like that anymore. Right. Way, unless you're One Direction or Justin Bieber and you're marketed to, like, prepubescent teens, you know? That, and even them, they're not selling yeah. like people used to sell because you don't have it all yeah. at and the same time. And with like stuff like iTunes and Spotify and Shark, you can literally listen to all their songs for free. The last album, El Camino, which is pretty much their biggest one commercially. It was like a little television small when they broke. Sold 500,000 copies. How much? 500,000. As of like a month ago. Yeah. Now, let's go back to like 76. See what Frampton comes alive. Sold. That was a band that if you were, you would get pulled over by cops in the suburbs if you didn't own it, you could be arrested. Whoa. They would say, Where's your Frampton Comes Alive album? Man, it's in the suburbs. Not even ask for your license. <laughs> no, you've got to carry that on you yeah. at oh, all times. Man. It was released in January of 76. It was uh, platinum by April. That's 10 million. <laughs> it's not 10 million, it's 1 million. Oh, yeah. Diamonds, ten million. Million by April, it was gold within a week. It went gold in a week. How many albums has it sold? I just asked a simple question. I don't know what happened in the weeks leading up to it. Eight million. Here's um. Let's go over to Craig. Craig, you're on the NFL show. Hey, Ron, I want to yeah. talk about, you know, you, you were asking about who's going to be big in 30 years and who we can put on a show like this in 30 years, and I'm not sure we're going to have anybody because because of the Internet and because of our access to music now, especially the younger generation, they get their fill so fast. They don't have their favorite band when they're 18 won't be their favorite band when they're 30. Not like us. I disagree. I'm 41, no. and All my right. favorite band is Led Zeppelin, and there won't be... Because they get their fills so fast, you know, they get tired that their favorite band. There is now, some truth to that, because if you you can go through it quick, but Coke, you're disagreeing? Yeah, I disagree. All right, what do you got for me? Well, I mean, like, okay, my, I mean, my favorite band was Zeppelin when I was in... That's <laughs> weird. I know, it is weird. <laughs> uh, but, like, I mean, there's some bands now that I'm going to listen to for like, forever, forever pretty yeah. much, you know, like... Uh, I mean, I guess you can Jack White for sure, and especially the stuff he did with the Deadweather. Uh, I guess you could throw the Black Keys in there. <laughs> why did you? Why did you? That was his worst project. That was his best part. He was you're, the you're drummer. Crazy. He drummed. He was the drummer for that. Deadweather was he's the crazy. absolute he's worst fucking producer, project. Too. He's fucking. Yes, oh, I know no. he's a good producer, but that was the worst project I he's done. I love. I love that. Shit. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, you just stop fighting like this. No, Someone's really, gonna get hurt. It's hurt. bad. And that weather isn't very good. He loves them. I love. He's wrong and loving. He them. loves them. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, them too. And then, I mean, off the top of my head, uh, honestly, I'd probably listen to Lil Wayne. Kanye West. Lil Wayne's gonna be there forever. Did you see Kanye last is, night? 
No, I didn't see that. Was, see, now uh, some young people said that he blew. Um, that they said they normally liked him. I just thought it was a difficult position yeah. for him to walk out in with a lot of people crowd, in yeah. their fifties and older. Yeah. And then be like, can you hear me in New York? You know what I mean? Like, he's the only hip-hop act on the entire bill. Yeah, and he isn't from the area, and he uh, is a mediocre rapper. You know, he's a gr- <laughs> Honestly, he's the best. Everything was against prob- him. One of the best hip-hop producers ever, but a mediocre rapper. So, so live was not his but, place to be. I, I don't know. I have I gotta watch the footage to really have an opinion. Okay, I want you to watch the footage, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Then, all right? I want right. to use you. And tomorrow's your last day with us, right? Yeah, tomorrow's the last day, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why did you talk like that? Oh, I was just summing up what he said. I didn't want, to repeat. I didn't want to repeat it exactly, yeah. though, so I mumbled. Okay. He's going to be gone back to Minnesota. On Monday, for like three weeks. Hey, at least he's leaving with your slip. That's good. I'm slayer. glad you, you learned that from me. That's Dude, we're going to have the biggest party for you to What? There's going to be alcohol, no. there's going to be shippers, yeah. there's going to be great. Just dope, and yeah. it's Whoa. gonna be the best thing ever. Sounds like it's gonna be a good time for sure. We're gonna have Chinese acrobats here. What? Uh-huh. I'm gonna set up the fucking balance beams and shit. Oh, I've been wondering what those are for. This is really big. Gabby Douglas is coming back. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, it's gonna be real cool. So I'm excited for it now. Uh, Victor, you're on the run of face show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. I thought, you know, I stayed away from Twitter and Facebook and all that shit so I could enjoy the show and draw my own conclusion, which I'm kind of glad I did now. Because, I mean, how much attention can you pay to the show if you're staring at the computer screen or your phone? And then, like, my biggest thing was watching all these legends, you know, that I'm 47, and watching these guys that are in their 60s, 70, that I grew up with that are still, you know... They sounded good. They looked good. I mean, I was blown away by the Who, you know, and uh, Roger Waters. I mean, I thought that was just phenomenal. Paul McCartney is people I've never seen before myself, you know, but to get the chance to see him at that age and still stepping up to the plate, I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. I hope all those guys had a good time. I hope that they, I sure as hell hope they don't go home and read their Twitter feeds. Well, they care. Fuck Twitter. Yeah, the rock stars. The last of the rock stars. Yeah, I got. I don't know. It's rap stars now. It is rap like, stars. Lil Wayne is like he's the guy. Fucking sorry, what Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were back in the day, you know? Like Keith Richards is so doped up, you know? <laughs> yeah, Lil Wayne does coding and scissor up, and you know. It's really weird how much he likes fucking scissor. I know. <laughs> I got to dress scissor. I don't know. Served in an elegant styrofoam cup mm. mixed with uh, cough syrup. Chris, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, uh, what I was thinking is, you know, the only thing that I can compare to the British invasion would maybe be the grunge movement, maybe seen them in 30 years, you know, to what's left of it, if they're still alive. I mean, we just have to see. What's your opinion? Do you think that even compares anything close to it? Oh, absolutely. Everybody was actually stunned. Stunned in the early 90s of how suddenly music got really great. But that lasted just about as long as the late 60s thing did. 
I mean, if you were really looking at the bands that suddenly came out, I'm not just talking about the Seattle bands, but, you know, you had Rage and Jane's Addiction at the same time, and Nine Inch Nails. Soundgarden, uh, too. Uh, well, Soundgarden was a Seattle oh, band. Right, right. But, I mean, I'm throwing in the, the entire Seattle scene, and then Beck was happening at the same time. Great. And all of a sudden, was really funny, is very quickly started to take it for granted. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, and then, and then, like by the late '90s into 2000, it was rap rock that just then turned into really bad hip hop. I think that That's, was the peak of commercial yeah. hip hop. But here's the thing: when the when the corporations can go, here's what the people reacted to, and here's how to package them to them. They will catch. They will catch the the people that are just a couple years younger. They're looking for their music. They'll slap that on them and fuck the whole thing up. Yeah, because it is what happened by the time the late seventies came around too, where they went, "Oh, this is what they want. Let's give it to them," and everybody was like, "Yay!" We'll just sign whoever and just yeah. fucking push them, and then bam, there and everybody's go. fucking urgent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as cold as ice, you know. And then yeah. before you know it, you're like, wait, what did we do? Yeah. How did that happen? That's like what's happening with like dubstep now. <laughs> yeah. Or like oh Britney God. Spears and Will I Am are doing it. And like really only high school kids kind of listen to it now. When That's fucking kind of a thing a few years ago. That Will I Am Britney Spears thing is fucking so great though. That's my <laughs> yeah, shit. It's just yeah. really... It's Britney, bitch. Well, Remember when I said that before? I'm still saying it. And my other four last four songs for us. Listen, fucking, I can't get enough of it. It's Scream and Shout. Well, I am. It's kind of catchy, but... Kind of. It's the fucking most catchy song I've heard in my entire life. And they're doing the same kind of look as when Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson did that video. Bring the action. They had a future spaceship. Yeah. Turn that shit up, yo. I didn't even know she was British. But she is very fucking British. Everybody in the So anyway, that was the thing that we don't know when the next thing's coming along. Yeah, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. That for a second, we thought there was going to be a New York movement. That fucking fizzled out. Uh, Rich, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. You know, Aerosmith is an American band that can play an arena. And Metallica, I mean, they're an arena band, but I get why they're too dark or they couldn't get over, but they could, they could pack an arena easily. They would have gotten over last night. And Aerosmith, obviously, would have gotten over last night. I mean, there's people. You could have done any of the Eagles guys, and everybody would have been glad to see him. I, I would have thrown in a Tom Petty. You know, I haven't seen him in what? When's the last time he toured? Fucking seven years ago or something? Last time you saw me, what year was that? Uh, that was, I would say, 2005? That's seven years. up in oh. seven fucking eight years now. That king is on it, though. 2008. Okay. 2008. Tom Petty. It's still five, six years, though. That's, you know, taking some time off there, Tom. And that was also, they chewed him up on Twitter over that fucking... It wasn't even Twitter, then. It was just a regular internet. (laughs) They chewed him up on that fucking Super Bowl. Fucking MySpace blew up with that shit. Yeah, (laughs) MySpace went crazy. Uh, I was on Friendster that night, and I was fucking shocked how people reacted. (laughs) 
Hey, is, are people still the mayor of shit anymore? Did that finally go away? No, Foursquare is still there, but it's okay. down. It's yeah. down. People, so I have one buddy who still fucking signs in place, and he's like, I'm the mayor of my gym and my own apartment. Yeah, my, my roommate's the mayor of our apartment. Nice. Yeah. Now, do you get something for that? No, he is nothing. Besides... Uh, ridicule. Was it a tight race between you and no, him? He, oh, he's the only one with Foursquare. So, he's... He won. But Foursquare, is, it's gonna go away soon. It's not very strong. Okay. Pinterest is what's really popular. That's now. the one that everybody is just... It's just pictures. That's coming, yeah, that's coming up. Pinterest. Instagram and Pinterest, like, I'm, I don't have time for words. Yeah. Just show me a picture. There's there's a new one that's like Instagram called Cinemagram. Yeah. And, uh, your own GIF. You make a GIF. Oh, cool. So it's like GIF GIF, not GIF. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. It's not for the droid yet, but it's like it's the same thing. So you put filters on this, and you're like, look at me doing a jumping jack. Whoa, forever doing whoa. a jumping jack. You know? Fucking love GIFs. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I'm chasing my mom with a skunk. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking retarded people. Oh, yeah. I'm super retarded. That's why I like it. <laughs> uh. I just want to get like a picture of me looking angry and just have it like, shut your pie hole underneath it. <laughs> See, I knew Ron Jeff up there. <laughs> oh, it's great. This blows away. Shut your sausage hole. <laughs> I'm going to post this that fucking message board. I'm going to fucking get all the fucking love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like this. Uh, that I mean, remember last year when my whole gift thing was like, "What are you looking at, um, dick face?" No. That didn't go over. Oh, because I don't think that it was fun enough. <laughs> <laughs> he came across a little too angry. This GIF is just Batman dancing around the last nice movie. All right, I want to do the same thing, but put Batman Who under it. Like, so that would play Batman. <laughs> Big, bold fucking block letters. Fucking really yeah. make everyone fucking realize what this shit yeah, is. Yeah, let everybody know I'm not fucking playing around. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> you're on the Ronnie Fay Show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I didn't get to watch it last night. I DVR'd it, but I listened to it on the satellite. How awesome was Roger Waters, but... I know it was a limited time, a frame and all that, but I think kind of stole my thunder, man. Tom Petty or one of them would have been fantastic in there. Yeah, I don't know what this... Tom Petty would have been a definite call. They didn't call any West Coast guys because the English guys tend to live in New York and not L.A. Yeah. And then you've got three major fucking stars that were born and raised here with the Bon Jovi, Billy Joel... And Springsteen. So there we got Adam Sandler too. Adam Sandler came out. He did like kind of an opera man thing sort with of. Paul Schaefer. I like Paul Schaefer a lot. He was great during it. I was just laughing at the fact that it's still going on with Adam Sandler. <laughs> like he would have done this exact thing fucking twenty years ago. Like no, there's no growth, <laughs> nothing different about it. And you know, you got Billy Crystal's just still doing those late night TV references. Not a joke. Reference point. Big gulp, right? Am I right, folks? You can't get those anymore. I can't buy those. <laughs> you mean Bloomberg short? Yeah. yeah you Long Island short. Power. Remember that was in the news? <laughs> <laughs> you guys read about this? 
Lindsay Lohan. She's a fuck up. I mean, this thing was more of a wreck than Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> uh, she's a drunk. She has serious drug problems. <laughs> Nailed her. Yeah. Um, here's uh, Rob. Rob, go ahead, buddy. Hey, yeah, going back to what Coke was saying about that. Uh, hey, Coke. Hey. What bands, what do, you, what do you see now? You know, to see, you know, I agree with him on, to some extent. I think the Black Keys would, would be great to see. You know, I think if the White Stripes reunited, you'd still have... But come on, Lil Wayne. Like I mean, I, I don't want to see some seven-year-old. Yeah, not today's Lil Wayne though. You know, like running around with like gold teeth. He's gonna look like Gollum in like you know eighty years from now. I, I just think you know, and go back to what you were saying, Ron. I totally agree with you. Um, what bands are huge? Like you know, like going to Grunge. If you put if Rage reunited and did a show, or the original Pumpkin lineup did a show. You know, it would still up. It would still up. But Little Wayne, I, I don't know. I gotta disagree with you there, Cole. Well, I, 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 by the way, if Rage would fucking show up, people would fucking blow up like it was 93. Yeah. But oh I never said I would go see Lil Wayne 20 years from now. I, I said you I got would to. be listening to him. But no, I probably would see go him, see you know? Him. I probably would, actually. But he... Um, you gotta do the full package. But he, uh, he kind of sucks now. I I think thirty years from now, people are going to show up to see Glee. Nice. Oh God. And that tour. Yep. Um. And it's going to be probably the X Factor kids. Wow. Are going to be touring, and then just a bunch of different Twitter feeds that they'll show up. It's locked in. Out. It's locked in. I can't wait for that. Or like the opening ceremony for the next Olympics, it's just Twitter. We should just do it when there's one of these things, and we'll just call it Twitter cunts, and we'll just read one of these assholes fucking and everything that they wrote all night, <laughs> yeah. and just see how cunty and shitty they are. Fuck it, yeah, let's find some Twitter cunt. Bruce Springsteen, more like Bruce Stinkstein. <laughs> well, the amount of Hashtag people that wanted to write about Bruce's tight fucking pants yeah. and his cock outline. Just filled. You know, I noticed that. Actually. Filled. Yeah. Um, I want you to hang around with us. There, we got a break here, but we're going to come back and do a new game. Okay. I want you to be part of it because I don't want you to leave. Okay. All right. And we've been talking to Rob about him, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean this this morning actually. How'd it go? Well, pretty well. Pretty well. You belong in the building, dude. Thanks. Thanks. You know who doesn't belong here? Kanye in his dress <laughs> and old Roger Daltrey. And who else do they bitch about? Put some pasties on your nipples, Daltrey. What the fuck are you doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> now, that'd be something to talk about if you came out wearing just tassels. <laughs> <laughs> there is, by the way, a great story up about a woman's cocaine. Um, got busted with cocaine breast implants. That's fucking awesome. She had three pounds of coke in her titties. Who would even think of looking at that? Well, they uh, when she got off the plane, she had like fresh scars on the titties and like on her chest. I guess it was like some blood coming out, and they said they saw like weird discoloration on her breasts, like it was like white, like totally white. She was a like, Colombian broad, and they were like, "We gotta take you to the hospital," and they found the coke. You know what? The thing is, uh, she's Colombian. That might not even been her fucking idea. Oh, sure, it yeah. wasn't. You know, they just probably forced that into her tits. Can you imagine just like fooling around with her, be like, "Your tits." Feel just like a bag of coke. That would be the greatest fucking sex you've ever had. Yeah, I'm imagine. going to shove the straw right into your titty. Means. 
It's yeah. Meat. Titty meat. T- yeah. It's meat. Nice. I never even heard it called titty meat before. <laughs> <laughs> um there's also a great video up of wild turkey fighting an annoying woman. I don't know. You probably come from wild turkey. Um, yeah, country. I've seen wild turkeys in the past. They will attack. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think they will if they feel threatened. I think also they'll vomit on you so they become light enough to fly away. Wow. They, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's. They're not gonna fly. fly. Well, yeah, they they can't fly, but then they they like, do that long jump though. Yeah. Where it looks like they're trying to fly. Oh, okay. Where they're trying to get off the ground. Yeah. I could be mistaken. They're, they're tough to though. catch, though. But, like, look how this thing floats backwards. Like, there's no problem in the world. We don't need to sound up, please. I hate the sound of It's like playing Super screaming. Mario. Walter is. Walter is a badass. You see him all the time upstairs. They just fucking dominate fucking Carmel. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the whiskey. That, too, it's is just good. too good. You gotta yeah. kill him with a rock like fucking Bo Jackson. <laughs> Alright, so start calling me Rock. You got a Rock. Or Turk, I guess. Who's going to win uh, Rookie of the Year this year? Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Uh, if you had to pick yourself. If I had to pick myself, I'd give it to Andrew Locke for getting that team in fucking 9-4 or whatever. For Over RG, RG3. Over RG3. Of fucking just from the where how bad they were last season like one to twelve wherever the hell it was mm-hmm. fucking and he's got them in a winning record and in the playoff hunt and he has a ridiculous amount of rushing fucking touchdowns and yards on like he's running he's like to, a weird runner like hey if they leave it open I'll just take it I'll yeah. take it for free which I think surprised everyone not me I said no. watch Aaron I said watch this kid <laughs> really I go if you give him fucking the time he'll take it. What about for you, Coke? Who you taking? Uh, I'd probably go with Andrew Luck, even though RG3 is the more exciting player. I just think we better cherish RG3 while we have him, because we'll see him stand forever. No, he's going to have his brain and knees will be destroyed yeah. within two seasons. He, like, single-handedly beat the Vikings at the end. Like, we were in the hunt, then he took the game over and beat us. That's one of the craziest yeah. fucking things I saw when he ran for, like, 72 yeah, yards touchdown. It was, it was crazy. fucking nuts how fast he is. So yeah. fast. But what about AP coming back? I mean, oh, first of yeah, all, no. he MVP. had that surgery and now he's having this season, maybe yeah. a 2,000, when his knee is completely rebuilt. Yeah. And, he's, and he's saying, I'm going for 2,000 yards. I'm going to break the single season record this year. He's he actually like, said, I don't care about he, wins and losses for this team. I care about <laughs> no, my own personal I, Maybe he did it. I don't think he said that. The <laughs> but it's coming across. <laughs> I'm the entire fucking team, so like, who cares? When they started him at the beginning of the season, I was like talking about it. I was like, yeah, I'm pissed off. Like, they should be resting him more, with all the, even though he said, he wanted to come back. And Who are you were talking to? Blowing like that? up with my brother, and I always like, okay. <laughs> like my phone is like vibrating in my hand, you know. Anyways, I'm glad he came back. I'm glad he's doing good. Yeah, it's just impossible just to believe. Doesn't have a quarterback at the no, moment. It's the Trey Aikman was on talking about uh, why so many of these young quarterbacks are doing well. Mm-hmm. What reason do you think he gave? Why do you think um, it's so much easier now when it used to take years to learn the position? Because I think now it's changing an offense to fit a new quarterback rather than having a quarterback fit in the scheme. Rules are easier on the quarterbacks. Could could it be college, farm league, uh, is making more NFL-ready quarterbacks? One of you is completely correct. Well, One of you nailed it exactly. I wonder... 
So it's either Fez saying they're adjusting instead of forcing the guy into something. Uh, Hicks, yours was that the rule changes make it easier, and you're saying college is better than, uh, it, than it used to be. Anybody want to change their bet right now? I'm confident in mine. I'm very confident I'll stay. in mine. I'll stay. Whoa, no changes. Two of you should have changed. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Two of you should have changed. Come on. Now, the person who's right will be made mayor. Yeah, mayor of the show today. <laughs> wow. Okay, awesome. And forced to talk the rest of the show. Oh, no. Take the stick for the rest of the show. Does anybody want to switch now that I said that? Hmm. If I was going to switch, I would think Hokomo is probably correct, other than Hicks. But are you switching? Uh, no, I will. I'm switch. locking it mine in too. Now remember, the Locked other in. the other two will die. Oh, the other shit. two will be put. To I death. didn't know. I, was, I didn't. Yeah, that sucks. Says his answer again was that uh, they're now changing offenses to fit rookies. Hicks. Rule changes everything. Wide receivers can't touch quarterback. Everything. Col- college is making NFL-ready quarterbacks. He actually, Aikman said, it's harder to be a quarterback now than when he came in. It's more difficult. But the reason why these guys are making the transition is because college is one pro styles, and they nice. are prepared by the time they get in. Shoot me in the you're, fucking head right now. You're the mayor. Yes. You other two guys should die. How could you not have jumped? All right. I'll shove this pen in my fucking trachea right now. Dude, that's just going to help you breathe through your throat. That's going to save your life. Oh. I can't even kill myself right. I, fucking, <laughs> I suck. How do you figure that would help him breathe better? Well, he'd have an air hole in his trachea. It would be an open he, wound, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah there would be. Uh, maybe if you put a straw in there, oh. but just a hole in your throat would probably kill you. All right, so I was doing this correctly. Yeah, it's, yeah. All right. this is really painful. All right, you got a hammer, or should I just do it with my hands? Just do it with your hands. <laughs> all right, we're going to break here. We come back, uh, a new game that we'll all be playing together. Fuck yeah. Okay. And we're done with the Twitter cunts, so you people will be taken care of now. Right back, it's the Run Fest Show.
your hair turns gray. Sisters in a mustard, she loves to walk the puppy. Pickles in the radish, she never gets enough. Her ship milkshake steaming on a stick with a heartland sandwich. Oh, let us get thick. It's not because I'm dirty, it's not because I'm clean. It's not because I kiss the boys behind the magazine. Hey, boys, how about the fight? Here comes Ricky with the girl on tape. don't know your name. She knows what you got for Match it ball to the chicken in the pot Chicken in the pot Chicken in the pot Chicken in the And it waves it at the jail And the kids say, I ain't got no dough I just want some more jail I said, don't let her make She was looking my way like, See some ways upon him Some juice and some grain And the kid walks on Puts a quarter in a pinball machine And he said, come on, see you Give me a dollar Come on, see you Give me five I'm in a halfway house On a one-way street Your hair turns gray. Sisters and a mustard, she loves to rock the puppy. Pickles and the radish, she never gets enough. Her ship milkshake steaming on a stick with a heartland sandwich. Oh, let us get sick. It's not because I'm dirty, it's not because I'm clean. It's not because I kiss the boys behind the magazine. Hey, boys, how about the fight? Here comes Ricky with the girl on. She don't know your name. She knows what you got for your match it ball to the chicken in the pot. Chicken in the pot. Chicken in the pot. Chicken down stairs and get a top star joint. Got a juice box to do the joint. We gon' snap it dust and make a big bow bell in your IV though. Yep, yeah. You can't break the rules when you see the how to play the game. Take it, but honey, don't give it away.
That's Miss Ricky Lee Jones. She's got a brand new album, uh, The Devil You Know. That's available in stores and online, Amazon, iTunes, RickyLeeJones.com. It's fantastic. It's actually an album of cover songs. And she does a version, well, she does almost everything she does. She does Van Morrison on it. She does Stones. She does Neil Young. We're going to have her stop by uh, a little later on today and uh, get her to play live for us. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's unbelievably cool. Pretty awesome. She was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yesterday. Did not get in. But it's an honor to be nominated, yeah. they say in the in the game. Yeah. Um, but the singer-song... You know, if you look back on it, I think she was like the last singer-songwriter through the door. During that whole era, the Neil Young, Jackson Brown, that whole... Thing Tom Waits, mm-hmm. she was the last one. She so it'll get there, but I'm sure they're gonna look around and go, "Wait, did who else didn't get through yet?" That's how they play the thing out. Yeah, but she's a fascinating person. She really is. So the new album, Devil, you know, uh, and we're gonna have her on the show here for an interview in just a little bit. Kokomo Joe yeah. has been our loyal intern six months. It's true. We're hoping to get them hired on, uh, hired on here in the big company. Yeah, that'd be cool. If not, it's serious. At least on the XM side. Yeah. Believe me, that's how I had to start. I had to start in XM first. On XM. XM old school. Don't even be caught doing that sign. You could be shot. <laughs> we always just draw it in the dirt and then just brush it out with it. <laughs> Quick, somebody's coming. Yeah, someone's coming. We'll see it. And then sometimes I just make a fish there. Because I'm a fisher of men and a fisher of their souls. That's good. Not a fisher of men so much as a fisher of men. I like making the Jesus fish. Jesus walks. That's what I like to say. Fuck yeah. That fucking song was great. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. What's the basis? We ain't doing nothing. Just got suits and cases. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing something if you're walking around with suits and cases. Yeah, yeah. You got something on you. And it was like four different music videos for this fucking song. It was awesome. It was right, this is uh, the new game we're going to be playing. Oh. And it's... Uh, it came from what we were discussing yesterday. Reboot. Rebooting oh, okay. movies. Now, what we wanted to do was figure this. You're the producer of a film. Nice. You're going to be handed a classic film. Okay. Okay. We're going to come up with the stars that we would reboot it with. All right. And the director. This is fucking heavy. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, I'm going to give us all the thing. I'm going to give us all the star. I'm going to give us all the movie. All right. And then we're all going to jot it down together. Just Timberlake. What? And when I say I'm going to do it, I'm really not. i got to get it off the iBang. So, okay, we got it up on the iBang now. All right, Chris, why don't you uh, read off to us what we're dealing with. It's the reboot, Wizard of Oz. Oh. Now, they are doing a prequel to the Wizard of Oz, but let's play this just so it's for us. Let's come up with the rules. We're going to probably try to do something as close as we can, at least use the same script as the original okay. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, okay. right. That's fair. Yeah. Now, 
who are the people that we are going to be redoing? And I also, uh, if you want, go play on the iBang, and we'll pick a favorite there nice. and give out a prize. By the way, we're also giving away signed vinyl today for Ricky Lee Jones. This is a perfect Christmas present for the first responders. That's I like to make today a big first responders day as a way of saying let's beat Hurricane Sandy at our own game. That's right. Yeah. Fuck you, Sandy. In. And signed vinyl, which is a perfect Christmas present for just about anybody that you know. All right, let's go. Let's go over who we we we're doing here. All right, Dorothy. That's going to be tough for me. Originally, Judy Garland. Uh, the Scarecrow. Tin Man. Calvary Lion. The Wicked Witch. The Good Witch. The Wizard. And, of course, the Director. That's who we're, we're all... We're fucking... The Director, too. Yes, oh, the Director. Right. Um, this makes it harder for me. Because... Let me just ask real quick before I do it. Is Liza Minnelli still alive? I'm sorry. Yes, I mean, if I really yes, sure. use her as Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucked up. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to play along with us, it's over on the iBank. Put your stuff in, and we'll give out a prize for the finest of reboot. I need a hooray for Hollywood type song, Fez. Uh, you know what I mean? It gives us that feeling of old Hollywood. Okay. For the reboot. Yeah. I'm sure you got it out there on your replay. Or like a nice movie song if you don't have Hooray for Hollywood. But you know what I'm going for. Reboot. Hooray for Hollywood. Very exciting time. Let's see. And what's going on in my head right now? Hooray for Hollywood. Motherfuckers go to Hollywood. <laughs> this version All you better. assholes go to Hollywood because you're a bunch of <laughs> fans insane and he's mad. Do, 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 All right. Do, 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 we got this on? Alright, if you like to play along, you can go over, and we're all going to give our answers. This is a tough one. Because we, we're, we're thinking musical musical films, so these people have to sing? It doesn't mean that they have to sing great, though. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, because yeah. there's plenty of musicals that you, I mean, you could stock this thing for musicians, yeah. or you could stock this thing full of family favorite type people. Yeah. Oh. You know, uh, plenty of people in musicals aren't the greatest singer, but I imagine you'd have to be able to carry a tune. Alright, I'll take out Schwarzenegger and some Stallone. Then. I think you made a mistake there. I think I, I did. think you should have to bend. Oh, because man. you know, well, well, I already said it, so now I can't do it. Yeah. yeah, Stallone did that great thing with Dolly Parton, and everybody said he's just—he's got a beautiful voice. All right, a couple seconds, and I'm gonna Shit. say pens oh, down. Oh Shit. no, okay, and I'm gonna uh, say pens down. I'm fucking, I'm down uh, a couple right now. Yeah, you're gonna too. have to get on uh, top of it. Would be a good. Bunch. You know, it took you so long to find that hooray for Hollywood song. I'm a dick. So if you like to play along, go over to the iBang. And also remember, on first responders, we're giving away some signed vinyl today. Uh, I'd like to see the first responders on top of it. I'd like to be proud of you. Come on, feel good about yourselves and, you know, make us feel good about you. Why don't you, you focus on what you're okay, doing? Okay, okay, Because you're the reason why I'm stalling and doing a fucking fuzzy live read. 
Wow, this is difficult. Yeah, I know. I'm almost done. No one says it's going to be easy. No. No one said, oh, I've got the easiest thing ever. Just yell it out. What's one plus one? <laughs> it's two. It's two. I beat you, dick. All right, Kokomo, you done. Uh, I, I need one more. I need one more. Which one are you hung up on? Oh, uh, Wicked Witch. Oh, I, the Wicked Witch came to me immediately. I have an innovative idea for the Wicked Witch. Well, uh, yeah. So you're done? You're uh, ready to start? I, I need a wizard. Gandalf. I have a placeholder for the scarecrow. We all need a wizard. I, I mean, yeah, you got a placeholder. I mean, that'll I, work. All right, fine. All right, I'm gonna say pens down now. All right. Um, I think the person I'm most interested in is Fez's to start this off, since he had an innovator in there. Fez, what do you got? All right, here's my innovative piece for the Good Witch. I would love Meryl Streep, but she's so good. I would love her in a dual role of playing the Good Witch and the Wicked Witch of the West. I think it would be amazing uh, to see no. her do both of those. It's pretty no. good. Cop out. No. Cop out. No. Not in the spirit of the game. I want you to have her play every part. This ain't a one-woman show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Meryl Streep. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Fizzy? Let's go through it. All right, Dorothy. Right, nice and quick. Dorothy, I've got Katy Perry. The Scarecrow, someone who can dance, sing. I've got Justin Timberlake. Good call on that one. Nice. I think the Tin Man would be great with Will Ferrell. I think he could really animate a non-animated character. The Lion, I'm going with Jack Black. Good call. Uh, you heard my witches. My wizard, I want to go old school here. I think it would be great when the curtain is pulled back and you see Bob Newhart standing there. Okay, so Bob Newhart there. Uh, one of the ones Fez and I have are the same exact person, which is weird when you think about it. Let's go Kokomo oh, next. And my director is Mr. Tim Burton. Mm. I have a feeling Tim Burton's going to do very well on the director's table here. What do you got? Uh, okay, well, for Dorothy, I have uh, Emma Watson, because she's young. People like her. Uh, Scarecrow, I had JT also. Uh, weird. Yeah, then that's just strange. Tin Man, I had Liam Nielsen, Nielsen because <laughs> that's I think that's strange. <laughs> Seriously, you went off track there. That's I, great. I, I, well, it was better than Jason Statham who I had before that. But mm -hmm. I think Liam Nielsen wow. needs a role like that right no, now. He does. I'll take um, it. Cowardly Lion, Johnny Depp, because he's the chameleon. Uh, Meryl Streep. You know it's not the cowardly uh, chameleon, right? What? Go ahead. Okay. Meryl Streep is the Wicked Witch, and then one... Dakota Fanning is the good witch. <laughs> and then one. I couldn't think of a director, so I'm going to go with Tarantino. I think you do a good job, Tarantino. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, he made this last movie work, so yeah. why not this? All right, I'm going to go now. I think you guys are way off on the Dorothy because I think all your Dorothys are too old. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use the little black girl from um, Southern Wild. Oh, shit. Uh, who oh, I think. Uh, is, yeah, I don't know her name. But. <laughs> Yeah, because this is a post-race time that we live in. It's a post-race time. 
Um, Scarecrow, I want Mr. Jim Carrey. Oh, oh lanky motherfucker that yep. he is. I like that. Cowardly Lion, I want Zach Galifianakis. That's good. That's not really good. Not too uh, far off. Uh, Tin Man, I went Will Ferrell. Well, okay. Will Ferrell. Oh, wow. Now, the um, Wicked Witch, I had Miss Angelina Jolie. That's good. Uh, the Good Witch, I went with Blake Lively. The very beautiful, oh. uh, golden-haired Blake Lively. The Wizard, I thought this was the slam dunk, and we all would agree. Bill Murray. Bill Murray is the Wizard. Oh, and he's a wizard who will serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I was locked in between two different people, but I thought I need somebody traditional. Steven Spielberg is going to direct this thing for us, and he's going to take it home, and he's going to take it to the Oscar. That's fucking strong. Now up to Chris Stanley. My Dorothy. <laughs> Ellen Page. Juno becomes Dorothy. My lion is Hugh Jackman. The man can sing. That way, but let's go back. Hugh Jackman could be in this, but I don't know if I'd lion him. But he should be one of the three, probably. Tin Man? Alan Cumming is a Tin Man for me. I think hmm. he played that in the <laughs> TV one, the yeah, TV the, version. The side Sounds side. like somebody remembers when Alan Cumming was on our show. The Witch, Anne Hathaway. The Good Witch, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> the Wizard, I too said Bill Murray. So I thought that was a slam dunk. Director, this is going to be a spectacle. What? Boz Lerman. Oh, wow. Boz is actually a good call. Boz is a good call. My wizard, but it would be Paul Schaefer. Um, Paul Schaefer? Yeah, this I would think be the biggest thing that ever guy. happened to him. <laughs> the only other person I was thinking of is the Scarecrow, because that has to be the lovable guy. Um, I bet if you put Paul Rudd in that, people, you know, the girls would be fucking sobbing their ass off when she yeah. said, I love you most of all. Oh, I, I put Andy Dick as Scarecrow. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you know what? I see, I see him as the Scarecrow, though. I Your Boz like- Lerman was amazing. Now, if we were going to do his early 90s comedy sketch players, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Bill Murray was the first thing to come to me. Like, the fucking guy, he just run the whole thing. I thought Eddie Murphy, and then I went Bob Newhart. Oh. I think Eddie Murphy would have been a cool, cool pick. Um, right. Let's see some of these. Uh, Jow is up here. He's got his Scarecrow as Owen Wilson. Oh, his okay. Tin Man as Luke Wilson. His Lion is Jason Schwartzman. Uh, his Wicked Witch, India, uh, Angelica Houston. His Good Witch, Gwyneth Paltrow. And Bill Murray, his uh, wizard, and then his director, uh, Wes Anderson, and Michelle Williams was his Dorothy. That seems like it could be done, yeah. and we could do it cheaply, because we'll be using like, little cut-out paper things. That's actually fucking phenomenal. I mean, really. I actually, I can't imagine anyone beating him. That's fucking And he strong. was the first one that I read. Um... Tom in Kansas, you're on the Ron Fetty Show. Yeah, the fly monkeys, you obviously got to substitute them with the red rose cheap and If I we could get them, them, I mean, they're so fucking big right now. Um, here's uh, Brian, you're on the Ron Fetty Show. Uh, 
I'd like to see Gary Oldman as the wizard and David Lynch directing. Mm. Mm. Go ahead. I was this close to putting him as the scarecrow at David Lynch. Decided against it. You fucked you up. Fu- you fucked up because you need to jump for it. Just like when Fez is like, I'm going to save a little money and have Mel Street play two parts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he thought the um, the old bit from Bewitched was somehow going to be innovative. Though. I mean, we did, we did a, uh, Bewitched playing the good witch and bad witch back in the 60s. Yeah. All right, here is John. John, you're on the run Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., if you yeah. have Paul Rudd, you got to have directing Jed Apatow. All right, so if we go Paul Rudd, uh, Seth would be perfect, Cowardly Lion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or we move Seth over, and he's Tin Man. Thank you. And put the other fat guy as Cowardly Jonah Lion. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. I know that uh, Apatow's wife would be perfect as Good Witch. Yeah. Um, bad Witch. Oh, his daughter would make a good Dorothy. No, uh, knocked up the blonde. Oh Jesus! Uh, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, Catherine Heigl could be the bad witch. She's icy. Oh, I don't know if ice. she's wicked enough. Um, but we could go over to the the girl from Bridesmaids. Might be bad witch. Oh yeah. And who would be wizard though? Do they? Oh, uh, Albert Brooks because he's using Albert Brooks. This is fucking great. We can almost <laughs> go through any of those kind of directors and their, their go-to's and their teams and come up with this. That's fun. Um, here is um, Phil. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Just wanted to call and let you know that your dorky pick is great, except there's one problem. Yeah. There are no black people in Kansas. Uh, here's uh, Rich Norland, joining on the Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I want to bring this thing modern day. I want to get Fez cast as the lion and have the lion be openly gay. Let's do this thing. Um, J- uh, Tony, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, we got Anne Hathaway. It should be Dorothy. Susan Sarandon's the Wicked Witch. Adrian Brody is going to be your scarecrow. And for one of the monkeys, you got to have Colin Farrell, but playing Colin Farrell's character in Bad Bosses. All right, let's move this over. Now, we're going to go with the whole thing. Christopher Guest is directing this. All right. Christopher Guest directing. And that gang moving out. I don't know why more people don't think like this. Like they could just easily go, look, we're all here. Let's just play the Wizard of Oz characters. Harry Shearer. Tidman. I saw him as the lion. What about Michael McDonald as the lion? Oh, I saw him as Scarecrow. Oh, you guys are just fighting over this whole thing. There's no uh, sense of doing it. <laughs> Chevy Chase is Wizard. Chevy Chase is never in a Christopher Guest film. Really? Ever. No, I'm not familiar. <laughs> I'll sit out this round. <laughs> you gotta get confused I'll with, with SNL. Liam Neeson. I'll tell you, the wizard is right now. Mm. Bob Alban. Come on, it has to be. Who else is going to be the wizard? How about we use uh, like a Michael McKean in that fucking role? How about the lizard? Uh, the wizard is actually someone people are like, hey. <laughs> um, Parker Posey's Dorothy right now. Now, see, I have a problem with the older Dorothys. I have a big problem with a lot of shit that you're saying. 
I wouldn't mind having a child play the good witch. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Um, let's go over here to Jim. You're on my face. Hey, Ronnie, could we consider Mini-Me to be a lock for the Lollipop Guild? Boy, I haven't seen him in years. I hope he's okay. I think he's just on a scooter somewhere. All fucked up? Yeah. He had a short run. He was like RG3. Sure. <laughs> just really great yeah, I thought he was more like R2-D2. Yeah. <laughs> hey, RG3 never gets short runs, okay? <laughs> so, uh, Janet, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, I have two wizards. I don't know which one uh, would be better. Either Daniel Day-Lewis or Danny DeVito. My problem with Daniel Day-Lewis is he's too Lincoln-y for me. I mean, <laughs> no one wants to go off to see the Lincoln. No. No, give me DeVito. DeVito's the better choice yeah, of the two. Yeah. All right, DeVito we would probably be able to do in an always uh, sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> show. we got the three dudes. Divide them oh, up any which way you want. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet check. D is going to be Dorothy. Is the nice. uh, the waitress as something? The wicked yeah, the waitress there. as a waitress though. Yeah. Yeah, he's talented at Devito. Oh yeah, we're gonna get some booze and drink it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just every fucking point now. Yeah, I'm gonna put my ass right on her face. Hi guys, yeah. I like to roll it up and smoke it. Yeah, yeah Danny, shit. He's just like, all right, Danny, that's great. Can we just tone it down a little bit? Check out and, my twelve foot. Yeah, let's take your hands off your dick. <laughs> It's just, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm rubbing jelly all over my belly, everybody. It's hairy. Oh, God. <laughs> um, here is, uh, here's Doug. Doug, you're on the run for the show. Hey, guys, what's up? I would pick, as my wizard, I'd pick, uh, Ricky Gervais. Gervais would make a damn good wizard. And Tim could be Tin Man. Oh, you're going back to the original office, guys. If we have to go that way. Now, did Oz ever give anything um, to the Tin Man that he didn't didn't already have? Brain. Oh, I'm sorry, I was doing... Labels. No, Hart. He gave a heart to the Tin Man. Well, Hart, they just got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so they should be in it. Well, no, it was Brain to the Tin... Ah, no, Scarecrow was Brain. Wow. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're on the run of the Fetish show. Yeah, hey, how about uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as the Tin Man and Christopher Walken as the Wizard? Those are actually pretty good. Pretty strong. Alright, let's go over some of these. Uh, Dorothy, Emma Stone. Cowardly Lion, Jonah Hill, Wicked Witch, Melissa Leo, Tin Man, Anthony Anderson, Cowardly Lion, Seth Rogen, Good Witch, Helen Hunt. Wizard, Kevin Spacey, director, Todd Phillips. Man, there's just some good ones. A lot of people want Dorothy to be Anne Hathaway. I think no, she gets a little too, too yeah. cunny. Yeah. There's exactly. too much cunny shit. That's, that's why yeah. I thought, you know, hey, that's some Wicked Witch shit right yeah. there, showing off that pussy to everybody. <laughs> I see. She's like, let check it out. You want this, right? I'm going to send monkeys out of you. She's not Dorothy. Come on. Uh, Dorothy Gale, Amanda Seinfeld. I'm off on that already. I can't stand that kid. She's I saw the other night on Letterman. I fucking hated her guts. She blows. Uh, 
I fucking hated her guts. And I have a feeling that she doesn't blow at all, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying a dead fuck. And she, uh, she's blown the fuck up, though, like, in her career. It's weird. Yeah. She's not very good. I'll be here when she fucking drops back to earth. I'll be here doing a Danny DeVito impression. <laughs> yeah, look at you now. You're down here in the dirt and mud. Piss with us. <laughs> um, here's uh, Nick. You're my face. Hey, Ronnie. How about uh, Steve Martin as the Tin Man? That's good. A deceased, a deceased Morgan Freeman as the Cowardly Lion. Well, he's still alive, but... And, uh, yeah, I thought he died. No. Morgan, uh, Morgan Freeman probably better as the wizard, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, if you could get Steve Martin in this thing, fucking get him. Do it. Sign him up right yeah. now. Uh, Robin Williams also would make a good wizard. I'll, I'll believe that. Mm -hmm. I'll believe that when I say it. <laughs> All right, Trucker Dan, what do you got for us? Hey, Ronnie B, you sound like a million. I feel like a million five today. There you go. Steven Soderbergh, a uh, pretty good director, thought maybe yeah. take the Ocean's Eleven cast and kind of play around with it. Julia Roberts as the Wicked Witch. Uh, Elliot Gould would make a great uh, wizard. I, I just thought Gould. that'd be kind of a fun way. The Asian acrobat should be the wizard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Duh. Uh, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, yeah, I think we should get the uh, Coen brothers to be the director. Pull, pull uh, George Clooney in there somehow. Well, George Clooney then would play the wizard. John Goodman, Cowardly Lion. Uh, Buscemi, Scarecrow. Um, Tin Man we need. Jeff Bridges. Hmm. Boy, he seems more Scarecrow-ish. Um, oh. It now I'd better be moving Jeff Bridges back to the wizard. Wait, no. Uh, Francis McDormand is a witch. Good or bad? Bad. Turturro. John Tutoro. Perfect. Who we got him in as Tin Man? Yeah, he'd be the Tin Man. Right, the problem we're having was maybe we could use the little girl from True Grit. He seems like he's fucking rock with her. And I like a little girl in that role. I hate when you see, like, Diana Ross. She's 40. Hi, everyone. I'm Dorothy. No, you're not. You're Diana Ross. That's enough for you. What you're saying. Yeah, it'd be good to see an unknown, you know, cast for Dorothy. Maybe this. Because, you know, now you're on to something. What about an unknown in all the parts? Yeah. <laughs> all right, that I would win right now if someone put unknown in all the parts. Scarecrow, Kokomo <laughs> Joe. Uh, Dorothy, Kokomo Joe. Good Witch. Anne Hathaway. Still. Still. You know, the Kenny shown so much. Oh, yeah, she's still good. Helen Mirren. Did you see when she was talking the other night on Letterman about that? She said she was devastated, and then she said, you know, because her vagina was showing. And she goes like this, and he's going, no, it wasn't so bad. And she goes, tell me the truth, Dave. Were my lips wet? Oh, what? what she said that That's on That's weird. Uh, yeah. That. It's a weird thing. Were they? She's obsessing uh, on it. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, the one and only Ricky Lee Jones. She's also going to be... Singing live for us. That's nice. By the way, I get nervous when you're watching porn, and I don't mind in front of Coco Mojo, but I'm going to it makes me nervous. I, I don't mean to. It's, it just happens. She's you take the I, arrow I, I, and you point yeah. right at the vagina <laughs> right. in front of her. That's, that's, that's the area we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just want to point that out to everyone in the room. But one of these times it's going to come, you know, it's going to fucking blow up in your face. Well, no, I, I try to, you know, move the. 
mine are so I, only I can see that. You know, I try to be respectful. Uh, all right, you're on the run of face show. Hey, Ronnie, if you want to turn this run of mine film into a blockbuster, there's only one Dorothy. Uh, you got to take Taylor Swift. Popular as hell, sings, young, cute. Uh, I think you get it all with her and Dorothy. And she does look like a yokel. Uh, if yeah. we did that, we could turn it into maybe, uh, you know, a, a straight musical for the kids that we could sell yeah. some of these fucking albums. She looks like a porcelain doll. Yeah, let's face it. We're in this for the fucking dollars and cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? We want a like, ball. I don't, I'm not here to make art. I put art on my walls. I'm here to make <laughs> fucking money. Let's bank it up with this thing. <laughs> we could use some of her exes as Scarecrow, Tin Man, and uh, Lion. It'll help us here because I don't know who her exes are. John Mayer as the Scarecrow. No problem there. Uh, He's outstanding. Jonas Brother as uh, Cowardly Lion. Just jo- any yeah. random Jonas Brother? <laughs> Joe Jonas, I think she dated. And then Gyllenhaal as the Tin Man. What about? There, there's nothing wrong with the casting no, that no. he's doing no. on the fly. And let's face something. I'm here for the Yankee Dollar. Okay. <laughs> this ain't something for me to watch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want asses in seats, and then I want those asses leaving the seat, grabbing another ass, and bringing it back. I mean, we're talking box office. <laughs> and put it in here. Okay. It's, it's gonna be the first time I'm ever fucking put out the Blu-ray before I cast the film. That's how quick I am to get some cash for this. Fuck. All right, who's going to play the wizard in your world, Fuzz? Uh, let's she, see. The candy kid she dated. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 17-year-old. For two seconds. That Kennedy kid, I'm already talking to about ma- a remake in RFK. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can give that to uh, uh, Harry from One Direction, who she... That's her latest one. See, this is what I get when we're throwing it away like that instead of doing hardcore casting. I mean, it started fresh, it was moving. It's good. And now it's falling apart. Can I bring it back? Hey, go ahead. Um, It doesn't matter who's in it. Can I I bring it back with the Wicked Witch? Selena Gomez. Or do I like to call her Selena Gomez? Why don't you call her Seago? Okay. Oh, she did date Taylor Lautner from the... Twilight series. I don't know who that is. Uh, Wolf Boy. He's a new wizard. It's who he is. Oh, he's great. <laughs> so he'll find a place in there. I think we ought to do a Ron Bennington interviews. Wizard of Ice. Shit. Um, Nicole, Jeff Goldblum could be the Scarecrow. That'd be awesome. Nicholas Cage is the wizard. I was going to go Stanley Tucci as the wizard. But that's something we can battle on later. Jennifer Carpenter could be Bad Witch. Gabby Douglas is Dorothy. Yeah, I like that. And then, what do you do? She comes up, off the horse, (laughs) backflips into one of these things. Everybody's going to love it. It won't be a dry in the house. We're doing this whole thing on Christmas Eve. We're playing all over the world. Forget about it. Forget about it. And I'm going to put some little cats in there. You know, I'm chasing string and stuff. Animals are a huge demographic. Sure. Elizabeth Hurley is the Wicked Witch. Fucking lock it up. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. The Good Witch could be the little girl from Smashed. You know her name? No. She's smashing. I love her. Yeah. She's not even getting fucking nominated because that uh, film, you know, of course, doesn't have a big studio behind it, but they're doing all these Golden Globes and shit. That's by far, in my opinion, the best woman I saw in a film this year. 
and the Golden Globes came out, they took care of Joaquin Phoenix, but the other ones that were yesterday didn't. I can't keep up with them because they turn around and there's like all these awards and there's only like one or two names different every yeah. single time. It's the most boring thing in the world. Golden Globes will always take care of Joaquin, though. They they they, they want to because they they know the Oscars are gonna fucking shaft him, shaft him hard, shaft him long. All right, so do we like re- reboot now? Is there new, reboot's pretty fun? New fun game. Yeah, I like I like reboot. Everybody things. like you guys panicked at first, but look how quick once it started going, everybody jumped into it. Good. It comes together. Uh, I'm not even gonna waste any uh, time though on the prizes. I know exactly. Who I want to be the big winner here today, and um, that was the guy who came up with the Wes Anderson idea right off the bat. What was his name? Find it. Remember when I was reading that off? I'll just say it's not Killmeister. No, I'm certain it wasn't Killmeister. Hmm. Oh, Jow. That's Jow. With Dorothy as Michelle Williams. Yeah. That's Jow. He's the big winner today. Everybody, like, hit, like, award buzzers and stuff like that. Jow's a winner. Jow's a winner. Wow. Here's one I kind of like. Wicked Witch... Sandy Kane, Good Witch, Jenny Hutt, Cowardly Lion, Jimmy Norton, uh, Tin Man, Opie, and then this one, Dorothy, would be played by Andy, Amy Schumer. Oh. So. I was thinking Stalker Patty. Oh, Stalker Patty in that role. She's virginal. She is. She was actually writing last night. Oh my God! I don't know who's hotter, Eric, Mick, <laughs> Roger. They're all great. Oh. I would be with them all. <laughs> oh, that pussy of hers was wet. All right, dude. Bill Dolce takes that shirt off. Dude, stop it. What? It's fucking filthy. Oh, just... Your bluntness is making me queasy today. <laughs> You know, I had a very late li- uh, night last night. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, the, the America did. We're all watching that concert together. The concert to uh, cure AIDS or whatever we were fighting. Uh, yeah, Sandy, help something. Sand. The Sandy. Is she the one who started it? Is she patient zero? Uh, Hurricane Sandy, if you want to. Hurricane Sandy. And Hathaway shouldn't be worried about everyone seeing her vagina. No, she should. Everyone wanted to see it. Yeah, so she like, should put uh, lipstick on it. Yeah, it's like how you like this, America. You say you like vaginas. Well, here's one. Here's one. You want this <laughs> shit? You want it? You want it the best? Here's the best <laughs> right here. <laughs> My little squeeze box. <laughs> She's very humiliated about that. She said she was devastated. There's nothing to be devastated. She was fucking showing those titties off in Havoc. That's different, though. Whatever. She ain't like the girl from, uh, what is it, the two good girls? Two, uh, two broke girls. Yeah, that you were showing oh, us yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Kat Dennings has a uh, top... Is that even a real name? 
Uh, no, it's it's fake. It's a fake name. There's no one would name their kid Cat. Her real yeah. name is Catherine Litwack. Lipwax. Lit. Lit. Yeah, okay, then it sounds better. I like Litwack. Alright, so uh, coming up for first responders. Let's jump on this today, too. Oh. It is uh, <laughs> nice. Ricky Lee Jones' new album, The Devil You Know. That's available in stores now and online at Amazon.com. Do we break first? Yeah, or? we should break okay. first. We'll break first. Uh, when we get back. Uh, for the first responders, your chance to win. Um, the Twitter is at Ricky Lee Jones, at Ricky Lee Jones. Um, but we will break first and then be back. This is uh, exciting to have her coming by today. It's the Ron Fest Show. It's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, time for our first responders to win. As uh, we are going to have an interview with uh, Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, that song blew up for Ricky Lee Jones, putting her top ten album. Uh, and the weird thing about Ricky Lee Jones is people actually first dug her from someone else's album cover. Uh, Tom Waits's album cover, Blue Valentine. She's the hot chick that he's hanging around with on that Chevy, so... That's awesome. Uh, it was Tom Waits, uh, Chucky Weiss from Chucky and the, and the Goddamn Liars, and Ricky Lee Jones were like these three beatniks who showed up far in a like, past beatnik world. But they were really kind of bringing in this kind of cool nightlife thing, and... Uh, Ricky Lee Jones is one of those people who's just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant and totally unique. Totally is a different phrasing. This album that she's done now, The Devil You Know, there's a, uh, it's a list of co- covers that she does in her own style. But if you listen to her, you hear like jazz, blues, rock, pop, there's all kinds of shit all happening at the same time. Um, so she's by to promote that. If you'd like to check it out, it's on Amazon and iTunes. And check out RickyLeeJones.com. But if you get the opportunity to see her, she's one of the most unique, fabulous, 
Torch Singer has ever seen in your life. It's the perfect show to take a woman to. Because you're sitting there and you're like, you're a little classier than what I normally take you. But then you're also saying, it's getting a little hot in here. When you say it's like a little sexy, it's like that baby coming up. So it's fantastic. And also, she happens to be a terrific, terrific uh, songwriter. Um, for the first responders, let's hit a big. Uh, it's at Ricky Lee Jones on Twitter, at Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, and we'll have that up on the iBang. Ricky, by the way, is R I C K I E. Lee Jones. Uh, the new album is The Devil You Know. Most of these songs you will know. And uh, she puts her own spin on them. And also we're going to have her play uh, guitar for us and sing today. So, um, our guest, let's bring it, let's uh, do it and do it upright. First responder, stay on this, Miss Ricky Lee Jones. <laughs>
that is from the devil you know. Ricky Lee Jones is in studio with us today. Ricky, welcome, my friend. Nice to have you back. Glad to be here. You know, um, first of all, the album is fantastic. You think so? I really do. I just uh, I adore it. But it's always interesting to me when one of America's greatest songwriters, and I'm talking about you now, decides to go out and play other people's um, compositions. Yeah. And then do you justify it after the fact or, or do you explain it after the fact? What What <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that anybody who knows my work knows I'm not particularly prolific. Right. It's a long time to write and um, I guess I feel justified in doing this like where I have to defend feel like I, I'm defending myself when you're not asking me to but why would I do covers why wouldn't I just wait three or four or five or six years till mm -hmm. I've written another thing and put it out but I always liked to sing Singing is just like the way you came into this yeah. in the first place. And I think there were a couple of tracks that I discovered and interpreted in really new ways that I think are worthwhile to hear things in new ways. I think sometimes it takes people a while to hear them because they're so new and different. And But like the doing Rebel Rebel or, or um, Sympathy for the Devil alone on a guitar... Mm -hmm is very sexy and you can hear it without um, the meaning of the Rolling Stones or the meaning of David Bowie. Here's just the right. song, here's how sexy it is, here's a girl doing it, and then finally here's Ricky Lee doing it. But all the other things that, that, that interpret it in a different way, yeah, I, think, I think it's important. Well, the Stones are interesting to even bring up because uh, it makes you look at them a little different because we never give Jagger and Richards credit as being great songwriters because they're the Rolling Stones and we're thinking of everything else. But they've written great songs. So incredible. When I went to sit down and put songs together for this, you know, I probably could have done almost all Rolling Stones songs. They're simple. They're yeah. sexy. I love the Beatles, but the Beatles are hard their, their songs are hard. Yeah. They're intricate. They turn left. They turn right. And and it makes it less exciting for the listener, ultimately. I mean, I could sing There is a Place. There. Mm -hmm. A really complicated old, <laughs> old song. And to me, you know, my heart would burst. But how many people would, uh, you know, get up and, and, you know, a few. But for the Rolling Stones, just write this song, whether or not you know who wrote it. Uh, and you're thrilled by it. So who knew that they were so great? Are, are, I didn't. Are these songs that all came to you at different times of your life? Or did you decide it? No, they yeah. came in the year that I decided to do this record. Yeah. Um, and music for you, you know, I was Is just... Is that what you mean? Like yeah, when, when you decided that this, that maybe some of these songs may, may have uh, meant something from you from different times in your life. Well, that one song uh, uh, about the, about the just St. James Infirmary, yeah. my father sang since I was a little kid. And, you know, as I listened to it, I kind of wish I hadn't recorded it because it's a little precious thing. A little personal to you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I like the recording, but uh, this is the other thing is once you make a thing public, 
It's never yours. You know, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah. It becomes everybody else's. And about their experiences, which is one of the beautiful things about music as well. But it's why we also take some of these songs for granted, you know, because they've been with us. Uh, we were actually in this discussion uh, yesterday of do you remember the first song that you ever heard? And I remember being a baby and my grandmother singing You Are My Sunshine to me. Ooh. And I can remember that years before I have another single memory, mm -hmm. you know? And that song is so powerful to me to this day, you know? It's a beautiful song. It is like a pretty perfect song to get for a first one. Do you remember the first song you ever remember hearing? Don't. It's kind of... I, I, I remember the first song I remember, but mm -hmm. I don't know. The first song I remember going while well, I'm listening to a song was on the radio in the car, and it was Honeycomb. Yeah. Honeycomb, because it played that song a lot. So I don't know what year that was out, but trying to imagine what a honeycomb was and there's a really irritating song <laughs> yeah. over and over that's the first one I remember <laughs> noticing were you as a little girl did you love music though were you but you know I think I hadn't heard commercials before I can sing mm -hmm. you all the commercials from that like Brill Cream Little Devil Do You and uh, Bucky Beaver and so I think commercials probably went in first so it was jingles <laughs> was the first jingles. thing they get into sure, it I yeah. think so um, but what, was music an important thing for you as a little girl? Uh, yeah sure yeah I think I walked around singing I know I did all the time yeah it was I was alone a lot mm -hmm. and I think uh, always imagining things and st still not so different sitting in my head playing out uh, pictures and stories and singing was the way I talked to this world oh that's interesting because that's the language you had for the outside world yeah. it, it's it is also that language that we have in our heads none of us really know that it, uh, that we think so differently from each other so there's uh, so many times that well people go what were you thinking about and it's hard for you to explain in any kind of linear terms the way that that part of your thinking is yeah that's the beauty too about songwriting is to find out how few people really understand how they wrote the song or where they came from um do they come to you fast or you get pieces of them well, first I wanted to respond to what you said, yeah. because um, I have two thoughts about that. You know, we're, we're forced to fit our thinking and ideas into the shape of words, into the right. concept of words, which we don't really have very many, considering all the things we think and do and feel. We only have a few words, and we use them over and over and over to represent even to ourselves, much less what you might imagine mm -hmm. it is, a wide variety of ideas. So we're so limited in our speech. But when we dream, we dream things that have no words. We dream things that we've never experienced and can't express and yet often recognize. And because we're not able to create anything that 
isn't of this world that we haven't seen. We can't imagine, you know, everything duplicates and replicates. I have the feeling that our true language is when we dream. That is our primary experience. That is our primary experience. And everything else we do is just trying to figure out. I don't know about everything else, but I think sometimes we think we're living and then we go to sleep. But I think when we sleep is where we're doing our real work and then we come back and gather information here to go back and and talk to whoever it is we're talking to and explain whatever it is we're explaining like we do in our dreams. I don't think there's even anything more difficult than trying to explain a dream because I'll be telling you, well, you were in my dream, but you didn't look like exactly. you. You had, yeah. you were like a dog, but with wings. And you just, but then why do we end up calling that, you know? And, but that was my dad. And then you, you exactly. know, get into that that piece. Or the other part, and that happens where it's an amalgam, but 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 it's more than an amalgam. I can't explain to you. We were in this room, but I can't explain it to you. Right. Right. Well, you have words, we have the experience of rooms, why can't you explain it? Because there's no words that represent what I experienced in that thing. And yet I can tell you that I experienced it, and that's what's incredible. I can tell you I experienced a thing that there are no words for. We do that with music, too, when we sit, not to segue, but when we sit and we listen to music to collectively... We begin to, as a as an artist on the stage, as the performer, I begin to experience a collective energy that I can ex- feel nowhere else. Every time I perform, their energy bonds together and feeds me and tells me where to go. And I think they know they've become. I don't know, but for me, we are. We eventually we become one thing. And I always say it's like the true church because mm-hmm. it's where people can really let go and cry or laugh or do all the things they'd like to do to be healed and be better by the end of their hour or two there. It's certainly when it works properly in spiritual experience, particularly when the artist knows it and can almost, whether it's subconsciously or consciously, let the audience know we need to be here at this time. But it is interesting to know, too, like, maybe if somebody didn't make it that night, it was either a better or worse show. Somebody who was sitting up, and, you know, in the rafters could change the entire feeling without any of us being aware of it. Exactly. Sure they will. Often I'm sitting there, and if I'm having a hard time, maybe before the show, I think... Sometimes I feel them and go, you have to go out there. There's one person there that's, that's you know, going to be moved by what you do. You can't measure the, how many people have come, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. We make a living doing it. Our egos are fed. Our future ability to work, pay for medicine for our kids, and all the things we have to do and depend on how many people show up to that show so the promoter will pay you enough money to come. Mm-hmm next time or at the next show but but you know you'll die if you measure things that way all the time and at some point you go man if I can help one I swear to God if you can help one person in the world then your life has been worthwhile one person but if you can help one person every night wow yeah and it's hard 
to go home and go, you know, back to the little house and whatever things are bothering and whatever things don't seem like enough and, oh, the Rock and Roll of Fame. What about <laughs> fuck them? And why do they like me? They fucking voted Russian. What are you kidding? <laughs> or the Grammys. It's been 25 years. All the things that I go, I seek the acknowledgement from men for the work I've done. I feel bad about myself. And then I'll, I'll get a little email, or and it really does matter. This guy gave me this necklace last week. It was like some shells, and he said, you know, I saw you in Atlanta. It was this uh, benefit for gay people. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I know how awful it was, because it was like one of the only shows where nobody cared that I was there. And he said, and I saw you, and I wanted to tell you then but I'm here now, and I want you to take this necklace, and every time you start to feel that way that you felt, I want you to remember that it does matter to people, that there are people who hear you, that even I heard you that day in Atlanta. Did I, did I end my train of thought? Or did no, I? it's just about reaching that one person. Yeah, so when I go home and I'm feeling really bad, I try to... I, and I don't, I don't, I guess I don't have to try so hard, you know. I know my job must be a different, you know, because this is where I am, so it must be a different job than being a star. It must be a job of playing, you know, for my own journey, not for what mm -hmm. others. It must be a job of, um, it must be a different job. But, do you know... Not that I'm not, don't have notoriety, but I think that's not my job. Yeah, I mean, you, of course you've had top ten albums, and, you know, you were shot out of a cannon as a kid, I mean, just explosively big, but the fact is, you never were a joiner. Ever from the no. beginning, you weren't part of any scene, and it's so funny to me that people still try to bring up Tom. They totally do. You know, like, every time <laughs> I see something, Tom Waits, I'm like, how long has that been? Because no one knows where to put you, Ricky. It's, I know. And I was I was proud of that. That was I did that on purpose, you mm -hmm. know, and kept trying to push the envelope. You know, they only wanted singer songwriters to do singer songwriter songs, or they wanted you to dress like this. Right. Do, and I just went, you just keep pushing it. And I I'm glad that I did that, but it did make me in a world where image is everything very difficult to market, I guess, because people like to know, look, is it the beret, or is it the thigh length boots, or is it your boobs, or what is it that we can hang on to so we know year after year after year this is what we're buying. And without that, well, it's just music, isn't it? You yeah. just got to listen to the music and the concept of an ever-changing human being. I mean, for me, I can't even imagine you second-guessing it because yeah. you came in as the fucking cool kid, and part of the cool kid is not worrying whether or not you make it in the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah. Because you will, and it'll come at a time that you won't give a shit anymore. I mean... It's not that. It's the Hall of Fame is in people's heads. Right. You know, Seymour Stein or whoever they are who create these things for whatever reasons they do it, whether it's the one in Seattle or the one, you know, has nothing to do with music. Right, exactly. But what it does have to do with in-group and out-group. Yeah. You're part of us or you're not. And if you decided you're the outsider, 
so be it. Right. You will be the outsider. Well, yeah, I do want to be the outsider, but I'm still a musician. You know, once mm-hmm. in a while you can say, even if you go, hey, you wait to outside for the Grammys, but once in a while you can say, hey, good right. job. We're glad you... Yeah, why do I second guess it? Because I, the reason that I am an outsider is because I'm an outsider. I don't have anything to hold on to. So sometimes I'd like somebody to go, good job. Would it be there the next day? No. Mm-hmm. Would it change one thing about my path or my confidence or my arrogance or whatever it is about me that's good or bad? No. Mm-hmm. And yet... You know, we want the guy to bring us a flower. Does is it going to make him any better? No, but it's I don't know why. I just wish that someday somebody would go. You did a good job. So thinking about that for so many years, I read this passage in the Bible that said, um, "Don't seek." I don't know what the word is, but you know, don't seek the love of man because you will never be satisfied. And I thought, well, there it is. Sure. Even when they give it, you won't be satisfied. You'll always wake up tomorrow and go, well, they gave me five Grammys, but they didn't give me that six more. And, yeah. Right? It's never like Elizabeth Taylor was happy either. I mean, yeah, exactly. success can fuck you up just as much as anything else. Success is just uh, from the outside, right? We, yeah. If we didn't have anybody else to gauge it, would we ever feel like, is it only a thing that's comparison? Right. You know, is success in and of itself, or is it only a thing that I'm successful by comparison? I'm a failure by comparison. Well then, if I don't compare myself, I'm about the luckiest SOB ever, right? Sure. Okay. So you don't have to listen to all that stuff. This is Sympathy for the Devil. I'm going to turn this over here. myself I am a man of worth and taste I've been around for a long time I've seen many a man sold to waste I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain I made them sure pilot Washed his hands and sealed his fate <laughs> So I'm pleased to meet you Hope you get some money What's puzzling you is the nature of my game I stuck around St. Petersburg when I saw it was a time for a change. I killed the Tsar and his ministers. I rode a tank, I held the general's rank in the Blitzkrieg raid in a body stain. 
For the gods they made I shouted out Who killed the Kennedys When after all It was you And me Let me please Introduce myself I'm a man of Wealth and taste I lay traps for troubadours who get killed before they reach Bombay because murder is my trade please let me chill for oh, he gets my name oh, what's puzzling is the nature of my game I tell you just as every cop is a criminal and all of the criminals are saints just as to tears call me Lucifer I'm in need of some restraint so if you meet me have some courtesy some sympathy and have some taste you give me all your wealth some politics I will lay your soul waste please meet you hope you guess my name I say what puzzle you the nature Ricky Lee Jones from the Devil, you know. Um, you know, we we sit around and talk about songwriting, but the way to interpret a song can be done in so many ways, and sometimes we forget about that. It's uh, of great service to a song, I believe, to take it to new places. I'm an old Sinatra fan, right? Yeah. And in those days, you know, there were the songwriters and the singers. With, the, with Bob Dylan, we began socially, culturally, began to disrespect people who didn't write their own songs as if a singer was somehow less than a singer-songwriter. 
coming out, guns blazing as a singer-songwriter, I thought I was in a position to champion singers and go, you know, well, just because I did and do, and Linda Ronstadt is every bit as relevant and as Joni Mitchell there is. No separation just because Joni wrote the song she's singing, and I believe this. Mm -hmm. So... I am transported by Frank. If if a guy, if, because who's doing it? It's the singer. It's not the songwriter. A songwriter just on a, a song is just on a piece of paper. It doesn't exist until the singer interprets it. And and you can do it like me, or you can do it like Mick Jagger. There are all kinds of ways you can decide to make it a living thing. You build their house. It's mm -hmm. you know. So I like songwriting and I like songwriters, but what matters to me is the singing of the song and not the recording of it, the singing of it. What I just felt you and heard him cough and them and what yeah. happens at this moment at this time. Yeah, so that's it. Every time is different. Yeah. Every single time that you bring it out. It's thrilling. Yeah, it is. It's, it's exciting. Really something. Um, but being in studio when you're recording, that's just another time. It's hard singing. for me, yeah. you know, um, because I have to make it, because what I recognize that I do is the most intimate I ever am with people. I've already uh, been, you know, and it's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It is real because she'd already been used to describe me. And you must understand, in 1978, there were only a few women in Absolutely. It was very hard to break in with uh, and be respected. In my contemporaries were Nicolette Larson. Uh, she had had a big year the year before. And Donna Summers and, and me, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, I knew that I was an amalgam of all I'd heard, and I knew that I, Ricky, am a totally different kind of human being. I knew that instinctually, but to get a chair at the table, yeah. So I and I, and so as I've been older and have had that also happen to me, where kids who surely. I mean, I get where some of them don't even know that what they're doing is derived from me, but the ones who know. Oh, what would it suffer you to say that that woman I, I learned this from her and, and that other guy I learned that from him mm -hmm. because we don't only learn from our own sex you know it's sure. like I learned most of what I was from the Beatles I, I, I always thought but so yeah I, somebody told me later that that had really hurt her feelings and that's 30 years later and I'm still like really sorry that I said anything to hurt her feelings. What a, I've been listening to her early work this week, and just like in awe of how great she was. Well, you know who I've heard almost the same exact yes. thing from too is black comics. They would always feel that there was only one spot for black comics. So when Eddie Murphy was coming up, Richard Pryor was not happy about it, you right. know. And in in a way, it's because it almost becomes that thing of you learn how to survive, you know. And saw that with James Brown, too, talking about, I can't remember who, but there was some popular act in the 90s that he was comparing himself to. And I remember thinking, you're so much more than yeah. anything, and you must feel so left out that you're, like, trying to associate yourself with people who are 
nothing to do with how great you are and will always be and how come you, you know you can't know that 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 you're that great and will always be yeah that you know say it loud i'm black and i'm proud right. you know changed our culture Mount Rushmore. it we really is yeah, and so you don't <clears throat> have to have i mean maybe one but you don't have to have a hit uh, on the radio but he must have thought i did this move mm -hmm. <laughs> i wore that pan i did this move and i sang this and, and that guy's doing it and i want credit right. <laughs> for that move right yeah <laughs> because we're just little trite people you know, when we do art, we're so much more than we are when we go back home. Ricky, it's always great to see you. Thank you so much. So glad you. You uh, give me a place to come and play anytime that you want to. And I also want to point out to you that Lorna didn't get into last year, so that yeah, it that. takes a long time <laughs> for the great ones to be discovered and rediscovered over and over again. I don't worry about it. Okay, well, I'm not even <laughs> going to worry about you. Thank you so much. Uh, the album is out there. It's the devil. You know, it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, and I'll see you next time coming through. Okay? You should mention it was produced by Ben. Harper, because he's a sweet fellow, and he is great. And the 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 song of his that you do on this yeah, is amazing. And you know, here it is. I, I thought the, the great thing about it, all these great songs on there, and his fit in perfectly. You he know, just mentioned it, was great. it, and I okay, we tried. It's on YouTube. We we did it somewhere live, and somebody in the audience filmed it, so you can see some of it too on YouTube. Thank you so much, Thank Ricky. You. I'll see you next time. Okay. I could paint the sun and the moon and the stars right down from the sky. Carve your likenesses, down to the very light that shines in your eyes. I could build a church in your honor with the stained glass of windows facing east. I would love it. You is my masterpiece. Cause I love you for who you are. I love you for who you matter. I love you from downtown Way up to a hundred and a forty-second street Yeah You know all of my possessions mean less to me Yeah, the very least Loving you This is my Masterpiece
Jones, that was just uh, amazing. First responders, it's at Ricky Lee uh, Jones. You could also get that over on the iBang. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. That's amazing. Having her perform for us yeah. in here, it's fucking ridiculous. We got to get a band started, dude. First responders, first responders, it's at Ricky Lee Jones today. Signed vinyl. Uh, really unique stuff that we have I want that. Um, for you. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Manifest Show. Wow, Ronnie B. Yeah. Thank you for taking me back, man. 1978, the uh, Armadillo World Headquarters in Austin, Texas. She was there. I was there. Company got me through the 80s. And your interviews just rock, man. That was well, beautiful. You know, we were talking about there before. There's just some, you know, there's just some songs that are lifesavers. Um, for Fez, it was always the lifesavers jingle. But you never know how it's going to work out. Now, Ricky Lee Jones, R-I-C-K-I-E. It's Ricky with an I-E. Or you, of course, go over and on the iBank. But we love it when the first responders are on this. It oh, helps yeah. us a lot. Um, it gets people up and you get that appreciation factor going. And then it uh, brings more stuff, um, and the whole thing keeps moving around. Hey, here's Rogan and Alberta. You're on the Ronnie Show. Hey, Ronnie. You know, that was so inspirational. I'm uh, of the younger generation, 29 years old, and I am turned on to Ricky Lee Jones. What an amazing woman. A vinyl collector. I'd love to get my hands on some of that signed vinyl. Yeah, we've, we've got some uh, for the first responders. It's at Ricky Lee Jones on Twitter. At Ricky Lee Jones on Twitter. You go there, you get a chance to win signed vinyl. What the fuck? Um, first responders, get up on it. It's uh, It just goes to show you that like, there's some singers that understand a song the way the rest of us will never pick up on. Yeah. It's another language to them, you know, where they can just decipher it. And now, I do all want to say this. Remember when she said, like, I felt you getting into it, she says to me, and she's like, I felt him coughing when she was talking about Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't... he went on the grenade for me. I was the one who coughed. Oh. And when she was even like, and when he coughed, I just looked over and I'm like, yep, he did. <laughs> That's, you know, loyalty's always been important to me. And I mean, like, when I get loyalty, that's the important part. Yeah. Bruce in Louisiana, you're on the Manifest show. Yeah, when she started singing Sympathy, I was kind of ready to be like, oh, my God, what is, she, you know, what's she doing? She's, it's not what I'm used to. She's butchering it. But when she came back and she explained that, it, you know, it's about the singing and the interpreting and Mick does it his way. And I do it the way it speaks. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but but the vibe she was giving off about how the song speaks to her, and the singing is more important to her, to how she doesn't necessarily, I guess, perform it, but feels it. And it's still probably not one of my favorite versions of that song. Yeah, really, like an odd little class we're having with you. But you learned a little bit there, right? 
You're on it. I'm on it. I I picked up on her vibe, and I got it. And and I'm probably on the replay tonight. We'll go back and listen to it and uh, see if I Not been so shocked. Not be so shocked with it. All right, thanks. Uh, It's at Ricky Lee Jones, at Ricky Lee Jones for the first responders. Uh, Ricky is spelled R-I-C-K-I-E, Lee Jones. That's it. Sign vinyl. Fuck, I love sign vinyl. It's the shit. You know, it's the the weirdest vibe of her, too, if you go back to some of the stuff. She was like a hippie beatnik cowgirl... (laughs) Gangland, mall, all over the place. Poet, angel, devil. It's just great. Pit Doc is in with us today. How you doing, Doc? All Good right. To, good to see you, my friend. I bought what is the perfect uh, Christmas lunch, but Nobu. Oh, Nobu oh, for lunch. I have some California rolls, some some uh, sushi with uh, bluefin tuna, and even some yellowfin. What a great idea! I tell you what, you won't get no booze from that. Oh, Everybody will love it. Tasty cake. Oh, everything. We get everyone. Let's try some of this no boo. Woo! Uh, by the way, for the people around the country, this is like considered one of the finest sushi places on the planet. I guess that's the uh, sushi. That's pretty sick. This is like a little sashimi here, too. Oh, fuck, Pit Doc. Oh, that is some fucking soy sauce. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna feel like Claire in the <laughs> in Breakfast Club. That's awesome. Look at that. Man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Fortunately, the only thing I could bring drink was what I had left for me was Dr Pepper. It doesn't go good with uh, sushi. No, but oh, oh that's that? excellent. How is that? Beautiful. As fresh as could be. Hell yeah. Like it just leapt into the boat and didn't get cooked. Mm. And then I, I'm not going to get back before then. I also brought Christmas gifts for the gang. Oh, oh. shouldn't have. Fuck you shouldn't you. have. For Ronnie. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. This is, this is the for best Christmas ever. Right oh, oh, well, Thank open you. that. First responders, it's at Ricky Lee Jones. Oh, my God, it was Susie's great. At Wrigley Jones, when fucking signed vinyl. That's a Christmas gift right there. Just oh, like Beautiful Talk saying us off with. R-I-C-K-I-E, Lee Jones, on Twitter. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Mm. God damn. Are oh, you loving that, Sush? Oh, delicious. There are a lot of people who are like, uh... Sushi has to be eaten right there, but this tastes just as fresh as if mm. you were sitting at the mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. This is really good, but Doc. Here's our uh, buddy John in Massachusetts. How you doing, John? Yeah, Ronnie, I just want to say thank you for that and all the other great interviews. For you. Very nice of you. But you have the ability to pull me in, whether it's someone I love to hear about or someone I've never heard about, and you just pull in the listener, and I just want to say thank you for sharing That's very that. sweet of you, but... Uh, I hope people will go check out some of her music, too. She is great. As I said, she was nominated this year for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Absolutely. But did not get in this year. Absolutely. I've checked out so many people that I never would have checked out if I hadn't uh, heard your great interviews. And, of course, Hicks and Fez rule too. That's very nice. 
Oh, look at this. Some Stanley Kubrick, Fear and Desire. His first movie. Uh, you told this, me you wanted to look at all of his movies this year. Yeah, this is going to be the year of uh, Kubrick. And uh, this is the one. Didn't he go around and even try to buy this one up? He didn't want people to he see it. He didn't want anybody to see it. But some yeah. people say it's it's a good movie. Uh, some people say it's not and everything else. But it has a, also has a very young Paul Mazursky as one of the cast members. That is really strange, right? That, well, no, I guess not because he was a New York guy at the time, too. You all right over there? I'm Thanks. good. I'm okay. This is Jordan. Um, first responders, it's at Ricky Lee Jones. At Ricky Lee Jones, there is uh, signed vinyl on the line for you. At Ricky Lee Jones. Here's Rob in Alberta. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, I'm just com comment on that, Ricky Lee Jones. That video you know, you're amazing at the beginning of the show or the interview. Oh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. How do you get on to that? How do you get that signed vinyl? I'm trying to drive here in this Canadian winter, like, highway on Twitter. Like, I, how do you win that? You've got to be on, uh, this is, this one is going to be for on Twitter. So you've got to, uh, head on over to Twitter and, uh, be a first responder. Tweet at Ricky Lee Jones. Ricky, of course, spelled with an I-E there. Um, here's, uh, Tim. Tim, you're on the Rafa show. Hey, Ronnie D., you and Ricky Lee were talking about the table of 11, 10 guys, one woman on the influences there. Uh, never really got any deeper in that. Uh, who is the one woman? Well, that would be uh, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Always was the influence. I ain't like that, dude. I can't wait. I wasn't sure if Fezzi got uh, the, right, the DVD I got for him or not, but I got him. Oh, he hasn't said anything there. I got, I got milk starring Sean Penn. Blu-ray. I'm Blu-ray. Thank you very much, Pet Doc. a good gay gift. Fez, you ever watch that movie and drink milk at the same time? Yeah, it's so meta. Now for Chris's gift. Oh, boy. He didn't have anything in there for him. Oh, big time. You don't have anything for Chris. wow. Thank you. You should have. It's a smaller box. It's heavy. Holy shit. Oh, oh my God. nice. What do you got? It's a fucking goddamn giant bottle of Giant Walker Black. It's oh, so You have a cradle the tips again. It's on the cradle. It's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's fucking God awesome. Dang. Just it's like great. a bottle of shivers. <laughs> I thought of going to Urban Outfitter and getting that little flash that says, uh, I'm an alcoholic. That's, 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 uh, <laughs> that's shit. That's crazy. That's your Craig. Craig. Oh. It is Craig. That's Craig. The one that says... Giant ball liquor! I am flasked is also good. Oh, that's good. I too. made that one up. No one take it. No one steal it. Well, you shouldn't have said it out loud, then. Oh, it's already trademarked. It already happened. I, I have one more gift. Uh, I got maybe light for you guys this year, except for Chris, obviously. Sure. But I got this for the listeners. Oh, that's nice. Now, what I mean is you can toss this into the prize closet at some time. Oh, good. Oh! And, uh... Prefer that everybody get a chance at it, though. She can open that up. Oh, this is exciting. This has this never happened before. Something for the listeners. TikTok is insane. Well, the listeners are part of the show, too. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Screw them, then. This is exciting. They have a chance to win Ricky Lee Jones vinyl right now. They're going to at Ricky this. Lee Jones on Twitter. First responders. Whoa. It's the iPad Mini. What? Holy shit. What? The iPad Mini... And we will give this away. 
Uh, maybe a Super Bowl contest? Yeah, maybe we'll do it maybe even before Christmas to make this really nice. Oh my God, it's Pit really Dog. good. That's that's nice. Too nice. It's very it's good. wonderful. This is the best Christmas ever for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone. Lots yeah, it is. Give me a good Kwanzaa, too. Sure. Okay. Whatever you celebrate. Yeah. Oh my God. And you know what I love? For the Christmas parties going down, they, they serve sushi or fucking eat Nobu. Those assholes. (laughs) They look like assholes right now. They are. They are assholes. It can't get any better than this. It can't. This is the best Christmas we've ever had. Oh my god. Give fucking iPad minis for listeners. I wonder if there's like anybody that we could give this to that would like it. Like somebody who's done film interviews for us or whatever in the past. Somebody <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, somebody who watches a lot of film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul? Yes, Paul, yeah. you like the movie. That's when you would talk. I, like, completely set you up with that. I know, but I wasn't sure that I was actually getting a gift. I was, you know, I wasn't sure if it was, like, one of those things, like, uh, you know, the, the football and Charlie Brown's going to kick it and then you're going to pull it away. No, you weren't going to get it. <laughs> okay, there you go. You're never getting anything from us. There you go. Uh, but anyway, I haven't talked to you guys since I was in New York, so I just thought, uh, you know, it's, it's award season. Golden Globes come out today. The Hobbit's out this week. You know, uh, Django on uh, Chain got uh, a bunch of stuff from the Golden Globe people. So it's, it's a very exciting time, actually. What was Django nominated for? It was nominated Best Director, Best... Uh, That's best great. Drama. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, and DiCaprio just kills in the movie, so, you know, he's been getting... I saw the lot. movie now, too. I, I think it's great. Um, and Quentin was in with uh, the boys today. The film, if you're a Tarantino fan, this is like a Christmas present for you. I need it. I need to see I don't it. know why they open movies on Christmas, though. I've never went to oh, on Christmas Day, and you guys? Yeah, we've always done that at Christmas evening movie. We never did anything. That's like the only thing we've ever done on Christmas. We never had like a Christmas dinner. So are you going out with with your family on for the movies this year? I, you know, I want to, but right now the consensus pick is Les Rob, and I don't know if I can get through it. What is the name of that? Les Rob. I don't, I've never been, I've never had Les Les Rob. Okay, that's not lesbian Rob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is delicious. So good. Oh. Liquor is so good. You're going to have some liquor? Yeah, I don't know. You're a doctor. <laughs> I don't know whether you should be having all that. No, I, 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 I think I should. You guys want any of those California rolls over there? They're delicious. I had some in here. I'll have some more, though. They're delicious. They're tasty. It was all nice. Got sashimi, got sushi, got California. I wasn't sure if you like the chocolate cupcakes or the butterscotch crumpets. Uh, I, I, know you could, I like, know you like the crumpets. Of course I do. Uh, Mike in Colorado, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, thanks for that interview. That was beautiful. Um, but I want to comment on a couple different things. You mentioned that um, you, know, you are my sunshine when you uh, uh, when you were a kid, and I, I sing that to my daughter every night. Um, it's just beautiful. But I follow that up with a song that I wouldn't know about if it weren't for one of your interviews with Chris Christopherson a couple of years ago, um, and it's a song called From Here uh, to Forever. And, I love that uh, song too, man. And I yeah, hadn't heard that before he did that interview either. Yeah, that was beautiful. I mean, I, I literally touched my heart, and it's, it's something that uh, you know is is going to leave uh, a mark in my family for the rest of my life. That's awesome. really great to hear. I'm I'm glad to hear that, man. Um, awesome. Peace. 
Uh, oh, and I'll, oh, by the way, uh, I'm really jealous of you guys right now. I, I miss Nobu, too. I lived back in New York a few years ago, and uh, and we had a chance to go sit and hang out at, at Nobu. And it was, uh, that's amazing stuff. All right, man. Glad to hear from you. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Uh, first responders, stay on top of it. Rocket. It's uh, at Ricky Lee Jones. At Ricky Lee Jones. Ricky is spelled R I C K I E Lee Jones. Uh, just lovely. Just a lovely person. It's great. Just have, have, you know, being like, you know, eight feet away from performing something. Always my favorite thing. <laughs> Maybe we should play some of those. We always call it singing to Ron's face. Yeah. Uh, but over the Christmas vacation. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. I think her best cover I ever heard was uh, her version of uh, Walk Away Renee. It was on the Pirates EP. Dude, did you even know that that was... No, it was Girl uh, versus Her Volcano or something yeah, like girl, that. Girl, got girl at Her Volcano. But that song was like such a little pop song. And I'm like, it was. It made it, it made it so sad. It's nothing I ever really paid attention until she did it, and then she took this song, and you're like, holy shit, best cover ever. I That's guess. I thought the same thing, and I, I I was actually planning on talking to her about that. But uh, also, she does uh, Bowie's Rebel Rebel, and fucking, it's just really great. She's just terrific. And you can win vinyl. Just be a first responder. Get Ricky Lee Jones signed vinyl. Just tweet at Ricky Lee Jones. Um, here's Garth. Garth, you're on the Winterfest show. Hey, Ron. Man, I've never been in the prize closet, dude. Is there any way I can get that uh, pet doctor present there? <laughs> you know, are you saying if we could just give out his prize now without opening it up to everybody and just, just yeah. that, treat it like it's nothing? Like, oh, here's <laughs> a caller. Let's just throw it away. <laughs> no, we want to do it well. We want to make sure... Everybody gets a chance at this. Special. You know, even do it like a contest that could last like 24 hours or something. So this that, you know, if you do happen to be in a car at the time, you have the chance to win. Special. It's really nice you pit doc. This is a pit doc special right here. I mean, I just think if you weren't always, you know, even buying him that, that whiskey, you probably could do more things like this. Well, but. No, the whiskey's fine. I, yeah. That's the fifth one I bought today, so... Uh, I bought two for friends in New York, two for my grandnieces who are six and eight. Oh, and that's so great. Hell yeah. They're all happy to see you when you come over. Well, my stuff. friends are pissed off at me that I give them too much, which is insane. Yeah, I don't believe in that. I believe in spoiling kids. Spoil well, them because you never know when the apocalypse is going to come down. Right, next Friday. Friday. Yeah, next Friday, yeah. Okay, now I do here. It is next Friday. <laughs> I bet I didn't know. So is next Friday our last day, or are we yeah. running up to the? We're not running up to the twenty third or anything like that. No, uh, next Friday is the twenty first. End of the world party. Wow. So then yeah. the twenty fourth would be Monday. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. That's, That's very weird. Yeah, it's coming up. It's weird. Weird. It ends early in the morning. You don't have to come to work that day. Yeah, it is nice. I wouldn't mind rolling up early. Uh, nobody, uh, by the way, asking uh, if for the vinyl um, to Ricky will never fucking get you to be a winner. And you're not even a fucking first responder if you say sh shit like that. You're just fucking stupid. You're a dick. Um, here's uh, Paul. You're on one fez. Hey, guys. Uh, great interview today, but I also just wanted to throw in a plug for Ian Hunter's interview tomorrow. I um, I had no idea who Ian Hunter was. I was flipping through XM stations one day, 
um, maybe a year ago and heard his new album, and it, it just fucking blew me away. I'm so excited to hear that interview tomorrow. Um, all right, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, that as well. I'm a big, big fan. Of his, I don't know why Paul always stopped talking about movies and stuff, but Paul. you're still here, Paul. Yeah, I'm here. You know, I just, uh, you know, just wanted to make sure everybody was doing great. And uh, well, we haven't uh, we haven't done good since you left. Um, Fez hasn't had a big show since you were here. Those are the good days. But he's you've paid your penance, right, Fez? As we go into Christmas, you've already paid your Thanksgiving penance. He's not even hearing me. He's not. Let's check his headphones. Headphone check 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 headphone. Marco, in Nevada, you're on the manifest show. Hello. Uh, Martel from Reno, Nevada. Hey, how are Hi. you? <laughs> uh, good. What can we do for you, honey? You're on the air. Oh, um, I just wanted to say that the Ricky Lee Jones interview was, um, it really touched my heart. I actually cried. Did you really? Uh, yes, I did. When she sang? Uh, when she sang, when she spoke, what she said, what Ronnie B says, he's always a great interviewer. I've mm. never called, and um, you know, uh, it's the first album I ever learned how to put on, you know, a record. Yeah, I was born in 1979. So you uh, that that first album for you, or later on? Uh, first, first one. Yeah, first album is really amazing. Just really amazing. Right, thank you for calling us. Appreciate it. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Um, here's uh, Dean. Dean, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, did Fest break his no meat pledge today? No, he had a crab. Yeah, well, that That's, is uh, a vegetarian would not eat crab. No. I like that you could have fish. <laughs> no. Uh, no! Not at all! Is fish a vegetable? No. It's a living thing, a fucking poor little crab. You just fucking devoured. Yeah, then I screwed up. I ate, uh, I ate uh, shellfish. <laughs> Sorry, Fez. <laughs> All you have to do is try to grab a crab to see that they try to stay alive when you do that. <laughs> they have giant fucking claws that could fuck you up. I don't know if they could fuck you up, but they can pinch you. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never heard of anyone being killed by a crab. I think enough of them can kill you. Like you're overrun by them? Yeah, but enough of anything can kill you. Like a thousand. Like fucking yeah, but when have you ever been in a place where there's a thousand crabs? There's some places. My Deadly Thanksgiving crab. dinner. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You think he's shit there. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's, no, <laughs> no. No, it is. It is true. He is shit. I'm, I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm the perfect human. Are you? Do you see yourself that way? Yeah. I'm fucking great. So you're like the anti-Ricky Lee Jones. You feel like you're getting too much from life. Pretty much. It's sometimes I have to like shut off my sensors so that I'm like, this is too much great shit happened to me. <laughs> I'm doing too much good also. But luckily, I have this fucking giant bottle of scotch to help me shut myself down. You promise at least make that last through Christmas? Oh, no. 1.75 liters. Oh, yeah. Pit Doc, as a doctor, you're not worried about his liver a little bit? Well, Even I think he's kind of, he's probably got a liver the size of, of a basketball in there, so he probably can filter out the liver, the alcohol pretty well. So I bet That's it stinks. Good. I bet it stinks. <laughs> Plus the fact is, yeah. I, I figure I'm keeping him from going into alcohol withdrawal, so. Mm. That's DT. Which can't fun. kill you. Yeah. And any blood work I've had done says my liver's fine. 
so I defy Myron Marison to fucking find a way. <laughs> That's just a hurt me. Power. He can drink as much alcohol as he wants. This will be so funny when we listen to this after you're dead. Oh, yeah. You're like, he just didn't even see it coming. No, I'll be outliving everyone. <laughs> Remember when uh, Polo hung up? Oh, yeah. He wasn't himself today. No, I tried to talk to him yesterday, and he had been asleep all day. Oh, no. Ever since he left. Yeah. What did you say? I couldn't understand. It's too sushi-y. Oh, oh, I'm enjoying Tasty Cake now. I'm good. So you're eating Tasty Cake even before you're done your sushi? Yeah, I'll jump back into some more sushi rolls in a minute. That's interesting. I never thought of uh, the dessert as being a between-meal snack. Yeah. I have a sushi chaser. It's a good way to break <laughs> so up. So instead, yeah, instead of like a snack being something to have between meals, you have it a way of breaking the meal up. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I'm sorry, it's very spongy what you're saying to me. <laughs> Gotta cleanse the palate. Hmm. You alright? I'm good. A little chompy. <laughs> We're not calling Paulo back? We're not attempting anything? Have we done our penance with him? You think we've done it? I can never get an answer back. I feel like I'm alone here. Hello? Have we dried our have we dried our palms? Sorry. Um what are you sorry about? Being on the air? So I don't know if we're trying him in the booth or not. Yes, we're calling him yes. back. We're calling Thanks for the help. Yeah, you, can't, you can't hear me pointing, but I'm pointing. Great. I just hope Paul gets that house sold. I think one guy wanted to fucking buy it. It fell through. First responders, Ricky Lee Jones. Vinyl on the line. Go to at Ricky Lee Jones on Twitter. You can first respond there. Fucking house with tasty cakes. They're the shit. Yeah. Uh, let's hop on over here to um, to uh, let's go to Drew. Drew, you're on the Run and Fetch show. Hey guys, can I tell you from just you know a guy in Louisiana in my car listening to y'all. Shove down Nobu, <laughs> down your gullets like they're Big Macs, pepper, chasing yeah. them with tasty cakes. Yeah. It's maddening. What's so maddening about it? It's just fucking delicious. It's delicious. I'm going to get that soy sauce in it, dog. Mm. Eric, you're on the run of face show. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello? What can we do for you, buddy? Me? Jesus yeah. Fucking Christ. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not too much. What can What can we do for you, my friend? Hey, I just want to tell you guys, I was a longtime fan of the wig wearing wig wearing liar on the uh, Crybaby. On he has two two channels dedicated to him, and I got so sick of him that I started listening to you guys, and I enjoy your See, interviews. But here's the thing: you're not gonna. It's not a compliment if you try to attack. 
co-workers. That's true. It's just, That's true. That's it, true. It really doesn't yeah. come across that way. It comes across as some kind of like fucking hacky old school thing. I'm just not all yeah. interested in it. But then later, it'll just be like, fuck, Ron, he's an asshole. Okay. So, Paul's mad at us, and he's not picking up. Seems that he's not picking, no. They're calling in the other room. No dice. Maybe he went out to the store? I don't know. I, don't know. I just feel like I've done my penance with the guy. I'm just going to sit here then. This fucking noble's good as fuck. Yeah. Well, they're not known for me having bad food. <laughs> A nice black napkin. Tomorrow's too. your last day with us. Yep, yep, tomorrow. And that's Ian Hunter Day. Yeah. So I want you to dress glam. <coughs> I'll be here glam, Dad. Uh, I'm just going to say, oh, this kid over here is from Sweet Junior. Yeah. And this band is going to be opening for you. <laughs> well, I'll have to get a band together. I you plan are. on starting a boy band, though. It's going to happen. It's called the Gillade Brigade. It's just kind of five gay guys blowing each other. No, it's uh, it's like a dance dance group. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Five guys blowing each other. Basically yeah, yeah, but, but with singing and, and dancing and mm -hmm. videos of music on the television. Yeah. Hmm. So you guys are invited to it. Would you blow somebody for a number one hit? No. No one would ever find out about. It. Nope. That would be the lowest thing that could happen. Um, I probably would not do it. No. Now, what about this? I gave you this thing. Okay. You had to blow somebody uh -huh. or beat a seal to death with a, with a shovel. Give me the shovel. You really would. Yeah. You beat a seal to death. Give me the shovel. Good choice. You destroy a seal. Yeah. How about this? First. Yeah. Blow somebody yeah. or beat a Pakistani baby to death. Oh, man. I mean, child of terrorists. Before I go any further, it it's a child of terrorists. For the Pakistani it's, baby, but. It's yeah. going to be, yeah. It's, you really would? Yeah, I mean, sorry. I mean, it's so innocent and small, but. This is, this is your job. I try to make it quick and play it painless, yeah. Sorry, little Pakistani. You could baby. do that with the blowing somebody. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So, murder. Yeah, murder, yeah. Okay. Murder over blowing. What about you, Hicks? Can't do both. <laughs> no. Can't do both. I mean, that's the whole thing about choices. Oh, well, I guess... This I isn't like sushi and donuts, yeah. where you get to have both at the same time. Well, by the way, he hasn't taken his his hand off of his whiskey. <laughs> no, he's guarding it. He's so proud of it. I am proud of it. I love uh, any sort of liquor apparatus that has to be so, so large. Seriously, I'm board. thinking about taking a hammer and breaking that bottle. Don't, to please don't. Cry. Come on. Don't even joke like that. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm he's trying to enjoy fucking sushi and donuts. He's such an adorable little alcoholic. He is. <laughs> Come on. He's grown up baby snoots. I'd really have to come. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd beat the seal of death, no problem. Fucking slit its throat and rip its fucking head off. You wouldn't have any problem with that at all? No. And the Pakistani Weird. baby? Enjoy your 72 versions, kid. Because you're fucking going straight to fucking Fuck. jihad heaven. Jihad heaven. I wish I lived there. I wish I lived with all those virgins. Now, does fucking God create these virgins? Or are they dead virgins that they, he, like, recruits? They're like, oh, alright, there's not oh, terrorists oh, coming they up they died here. virgins? So that baby would be a dead virgin. So, so maybe it would daddies. become dead. Uh -huh. Yeah, they don't even tell you how hot they are. 
Oh man. I mean, Fez could be a dead version. Maybe they're yeah. like stingy versions. You know, like they don't even want to put out. You know, it's just you got versions. Now you gotta watch them forever in heaven. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. Jihad heaven. It would be the first rape in heaven. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? Kill me? Yeah. Well, right. wow, yeah. this is a heavenly rape I'm fucking feeling right now. <laughs> I wonder just even after a while you're like you know what I appreciate all the virgins but I like somebody who's able to fuck <laughs> who knows what she's doing doesn't lay there like a dead fucking yeah. fish every fucking day it's a tutorial in this fucking place <laughs> yeah Jesus no Christ. fuck just my cockhead don't worry about it <laughs> that's fucking supposed to go there no no I'm not gonna pee in you you don't even have to <laughs> I'm fucking sick of all these hymens around here. Good God! <laughs> so, Fez, that uh, I know that you you don't like going the distance with it, and you, you you kept your cool, which I appreciate. You kept yourself down about one when he was saying those things about that. that but that was it offensive to you at all? It's absolutely offensive. That I, you would murder a baby rather than yeah. engage in a sexual act with another guy. Uh, what about this? You go down on a woman, or you beat a seal to death? I'll beat a seal to death. Double-edged sword. All you gotta do is just yeah. give them away that they can relate. See? Look, here's a Pakistani baby. But this is That's the new adorable. Fez Watley. He keeps it calm. He keeps it in the pocket. He keeps it in the bag. That's the baby? Yes, this is the baby yeah. that you have to beat to death. I beat that baby to death just for dressing stupid. <laughs> nice burka, kid. Uh, look who it is. It's Lady Trucker. You're only one of Fez's show. Yeah, the uh, virgins are people like Fezzies and nuts. Hmm? What? Huh? Virgins are people like Fezzies and nuts. Now, imagine you guys getting somebody like Mother Teresa. That's true. She'd be an old virgin. I'm going to quit being a Muslim because of these fucking loopholes <laughs> that Muhammad runs past me every five minutes. That Muhammad's a tricky one. Yeah, he is. But in a positive way. He's a tricky prick. I feel like we should do something for him this Christmas. We should give him some big ups. Yeah. Maybe we could tie the explosives to one of the interns and have him run into a mall. Oh. I mean, small, like M80s. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad today's my last, tomorrow's my last day. That's what well, it is. That means somebody. Oh, shit. You flying back to? Yeah, Monday. Mm. Yep. How you getting to the airport? Uh, train, JFK. Yeah, it doesn't take long. No, especially from where I live. It's mm. only like a little bit, so. Yeah. It sounds a little depressing, though, to pull up in a train to a... Like the, when you even get on the subway and you have any kind of luggage and shit, yeah, well, yeah you just feel like a scumbag, though. Yeah, you're like, uh, it looks like you just got kicked out of your apartment. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than LaGuardia, though. I took that when I flew in. All right, we're going to uh, pick a winner now for our first responders. Woo! Signed vinyl. Let's give that out to Silver Monkey Guy. Hey! Tomorrow we do have Ian Hunter on the show and we say goodbye to somebody who we watch grow up. Yeah. We watch this guy go from Pampers to Adult Pampers. Sweet. Our own Kokomo Joe. This will be sad. Yeah. Kokomo, you're up there, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. You're going you went Try. from Kokomo Joe to Kokomo Joe. <laughs> That's how much we love you. Whoa. Yeah. It really means a lot. 
Pit Talk, thank you for a lovely Christmas again. On. God, uh, Yahweh blesses everyone. That's nice. That's that way we, we stop fucking over some of the gods <laughs> and they get in too. Do you think Muhammad's like this up in, in Muslim he heaven? I hate Christmas because nothing has to do with me being honored. It's all about the other guys. Uh, we will be back in here tomorrow. And we should have a lovely show for you. We appreciate it today's show. And Pitock, we appreciate you most of all. Thank you, sir. You made the second to last day for Kokomo Joe. Yeah. So sushi filled. Mm-hmm. Best second last day. Now, you did keep Fez from being a full-blown uh, vegan. And hand to God, he thought crab was a vegetable. It Just works. like tomato and cucumber. <laughs> I think it's a tuber. <laughs> Pips. Oh, you don't eat sushi, do you? I love sushi. Oh, you do? Yeah. Run them some over. Come on. Why didn't you think up in the beginning? Make yourself useful. I just assumed his stomach is What so happens when up? you assume? I make an ass out of me, his stomach. me, him. He has just the worst little belly. <laughs> so I just assume all it's bad for him. His unless inside stitches break. Unless it's a sack of grain. The only thing that he could do is eat melted ice cubes. Huh? Nothing. Sorry, I had a melted ice cube. See you guys uh, tomorrow for the Friday blowout. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Thanks for listening to today's Ron and Fez show.